This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Oh, hello. This is a live show from the Sugar Club in Dublin. It seems to be an annual thing now. Uh, this was recorded as part of the Dublin Podcast Festival. So thanks to Aiken Promotions and Headstuff for lashing that one out. Um, yeah, some a couple of hundred beautiful people turned out to have the bants and to uh, to hear me interview someone. Unfortunately, that person had to pull out the day before. And uh, I uh, deftly constructed uh, a two and a half hour show uh, about about all the things that have been tickling my brain lately. I'm really trying to get away from talking about, you know, liberals, libtards, uh, cultural Marxism. I'm washing my fucking brain of that shit. It's time to move the conversation on. People are getting bored, and I know it. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to talk about what was going on on the internet. I wanted to talk about um, some, some YouTube. At the time it was happening, because this uh, show was in November, uh, there was some YouTube uh, looming threats that have since come to fruition. Uh, we talked about Prince Andrew and uh, Jeffrey Epstein at length, which was the the topic du jour at the time. And uh, I will be doing uh, a whole Clinton, Epstein, Pizzagate, Pedogate, what, what else did you call it? Spirit cooking, adrenochrome harvesting episode uh, in season eight in the new year. Uh, there is a bunch of episodes still left to upload. So don't worry, there's shows coming. I'm sorry for the gaps. I am working very hard to build a new studio and you'll be fucking delighted with what's coming literally it'll pucker your arsehole with happiness uh my arsehole is continually puckered with joy uh, about what's happening here so so much news to tell you so much great shit going on um i really appreciate all the people who came to this sugar club gig and who come to any live show uh there's going to be fucking loads of live shows in 2020 i'm talking about like in the dozens uk ireland it's happening, people. Strap in. 2020, banner year. Shit's getting wild. I really appreciate the people that showed up for this and for asking questions and talking and giving their giving their opinions and 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 their attention and their laughs. I, I really I really appreciate you guys. Um, this one this one has been up on Patreon for a while, and uh, if you want to get early stuff like that, a couple of weeks early, this one's been sitting in the sitting in the drawing room for a couple of weeks for the public because I want to make Patreon people my. My priority, my favourite children. Uh, so, if you want to get on Patreon, patreon.com slash guys, it's all there for you. A uh, big RSS feed full of stuff and ad-free episodes and all that. Um, so, yeah, this is the Sugar Club gig. Live show. Really good fun. Loads of laughs. And uh, it's a little Christmas present. I hope you have a great Christmas. Hope you're hiding away in a dark room right now, full of spuds and, and turkey. Uh, trying not to have a conversation about uh, immigration with an elderly relative. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, this is the Sugar Club gig, live show. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, yeah, more more to come. Okay, enjoy. Hello, Roswell, JFK, Cryptozoology and NSA, Global Woman and a Living Government Lies. Tell them all about it, those conspiracy guys. Is everybody in? Is everybody here? You're all here? Okay, welcome. Welcome to the Toast Conspiracy Guys live show! Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm Gordo, as you know. How are you? You're all looking very red. What's going on? This is, this is a, a colorblind person's nightmare. How are you keeping? It's fucking freezing out there, man. Come on in, come on in, don't be afraid. How are you doing? Yeah, you're well on. Fair play to you. Um, <laughs> he couldn't finish quick enough in the car. And he's like, oh, we're going to be late. Come on, hurry up. Two, three more pulls. How are you all doing? This is, uh, this is magic. Uh, we're the third time here now in the, in the Sugar Club as part of the Dublin Podcast Festival. So before I start, I suppose I'd better say thanks to Aiken and uh, Dublin Podcast and Head Stuff. Uh, Amy's up the back. Thanks to Amy and Moran for... Uh, Sorting all this out. Thanks to Ian, the sound man, and all the people at the Sugar Club. And this is going to be lovely. It's going to be a lovely evening. You know, it's a comedy show, but whatever, you know, whatever is not funny, that's the political stuff. So if the jokes don't land, that's, you know. And uh, well, let's just fucking sit back and enjoy whatever the fuck happens, because I don't know what, <laughs> what. We're going to be talking about pedophiles tonight. I don't know how it's going to go. <laughs> Some shit is going to get weird. Uh, but you know that, you listen to the show. Speaking of that, who, okay, who here listens to the show? Love of Seuss. Okay, that's a lot, that's a lot of people. Some not so proud, some very proud. <laughs> some just like stretching, Jesus. It's fucking tight. Um, who doesn't listen to the show then? Don't worry, I won't pick on you. Hands up who doesn't listen to the show. Okay, let me just log in here. Okay. Okay, all right. I noticed that in the seating arrangements, you've all adopted the man at a urinal spacing system. <laughs> so it's like, if I'm pissing, leave a good splash zone in between. So there's like two and two and two. And then we have like a, a whole family here in the front row. You're a listener. And then you've dragged this man and this man along, along with you. I told you when you're sitting in the front row, you thought I was joking. He's like, he's going to pick on the snow. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm like, I totally am. Um, so you came here in for emotional support? Absolutely. To find out what she's wasting her life listening <laughs> to hundreds of hours. Yeah, it's about 500 hours and stuff. And uh, do you believe in conspiracy theories? Are you here to be, you know, uh, evangelicalized about? You haven't got a clue what's going to happen? You're going to have fun. Okay, class. <laughs> Anybody else here brought their, like, boyfriend or girlfriend uh, to be like, this is the thing that I love. This is the thing I'm always telling you about. Just uh, hands up who did that. <laughs> I was talking to you guys at the door. She's like, yeah, I've listened to two episodes on the way up in the car. It's good. I mean, it's not shit. Uh, but I wouldn't say that to your face anyway, if it was. And you brought, you brought this man along, this poor red gentleman. Uh, what, <laughs> how long have you listened to the show? Oh, Jesus. 
So this is like a date by way of apology for not talking to him for the last three months or whatever. Okay. So I want to shit somewhere. It was just her lying in the bed like this. Shh. And uh, what, what, what kind of mad bullshit has she been coming out? What's your name, sir? Ron. Good man, Ron. What kind of mad bullshit has she been coming out with? What's the maddest thing she said? Right. So I've kind of replaced you as the voice in her head. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. You get all the physical stuff and I deal with the emotional. It's grand man. You can buy me a drink after. Um, yeah, so uh, tonight, I, like, unfortunately I was supposed to have uh, actor-director uh, John Connors joining me. And this was going to be a whole like two sofa seats, sitting down, two big men having an old chat. Um, didn't happen. He pulled out on me yesterday, unfortunately, and uh, I went and I made this show instead. <laughs> I, I, I've been studying like uh, for season eight. Uh, there's so much shit that has gone on in the last year. Uh, I bulk recorded mostly, you know, uh, season seven up to like November of last year, and I've been releasing them slightly slower in the last couple of months. But I've been releasing them uh, over a, a longer period of time. Just moved back to Dublin from living in the west of Ireland. We're out in Europe for the whole summer. This is like <laughs> what I did in my summer holidays. Scammels is there. There no snigwee. And uh, we, went, we went around Europe for the summer, went to Germany. We went to Auschwitz, which was a fucking, oh, party, man. It was, it was, it was right gas. And we went to, um, went to Munich. Uh, we're goose-stepping around the beer halls of Munich and uh, went, to, went to Venice, went to Florence. So there's going to be like episodes on all of that stuff coming. I've got loads of video, uh, like little vlogs and documentary stuff coming uh, for Patreons and for GoFundMe people and also uh, loads of stuff to come. Uh, we're going to do episodes on Leonardo da Vinci. Uh, I have my whole World War II series coming up. There's loads more stuff. But the biggest thing that happened this year that I didn't get a chance to really like I guess like jump into on a minute-to-minute -minute basis because that's not how I do the show. The show has kind of veered in the last couple of years towards more of a history show than uh, like true, like, you know, fucking gold-lined conspiracy. People are like, man, shut the fuck up about history. Just talk about aliens and shit. And I'm like, well, uh, how about let's compromise and sit to talk about satanic pedophiles? Okay. <laughs> so, you know, it's uh, swings and roundabouts. That's where you get the kids. And um, <laughs> it's just... So, um, like, I've been trying to push towards, like, making, like, trying to figure out the history of what's happening in these, in these types of cases, you know? So, like, season eight I have on the slate is going to be, uh, like, the Atlanta child murders, the Johnny Gosh situation. I'm going to do a whole, like, retrospective on the Clintons and their nefarious Arkansas dealings uh, before they came up and, and you know, obviously uh, took the presidency and then tried to steal the presidency. And these kind of, uh, you know... I don't like the word, like, I was at a seminar at the weekend, the Open Minds Conference, right? And there was a lot of people with open minds, you know? It's in the name. And they were there, and they were talking about, like, Satanism and Satanic, and it's like this evil, like, cult and pedophiles and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't like that, that nomenclature, like, Satanic, you know? Like, as if it's an evil thing. Like, sure, yeah, it's Satan. It's not, it's the opposite of Jesus. But, like, what has Jesus ever done for any of us? Huh? Huh? Fucking even start points like that's about it. Fucking Christian brothers, get the you get to play the the, the fucking breathalyzer game with Father Murphy like. 
Do you ever play that game where you're trying, you have to ride around the, the churchyard on your bike with a blindfold on, and then he stops you and breathalyzes you at some point? You're like, what's the drink of Father Honest? All right, I blow into it. Uh, did I pass? That's why I got me leaving. And um, you thought I was a kid when it happened. No, I was very old. I knew when I was doing. And satanic seems to be this like buzzword, and it's like, it's Satan, fucking Satan's coming after him. Like, yeah, man. Everybody who listened to the Illuminati episode, I, I don't like how the Illuminati is like reframed, you know? Like it's like this fucking cabal or it's a load of like rappers who are hoarding all the wealth and doing magic and fucking wanking themselves to death like Alistair Crowley in a cottage in Scotland. Like, okay, do that. It's grand. Wanking is not a sin. Do you know what I mean? Um, the Satanist part of it, I think they're trying to attach some evilness to it. And if you know, like the Lightbringer, we talked about Illuminati, we talked about um, uh, Adam Weishaupt and this kind of stuff. Like, I don't really feel like Satanism, uh, this, is a Sat <laughs> this is a Church of Satan indoctrination <laughs> seminar here. I don't think like Satanism, it's, it's, I, I think it blows over like the full meaning of this thing. Because it's not like, it's not people doing evil being compelled by an evil force that's outside of themselves. And I really don't like that about like, when pe I don't know how many Christians are in the house, but when people are like, or anyone who went to AA, it's that kind of same thing where you give up, you give up all your good for Jesus. Like you give it all up, you hold your head back and you get dipped in the water and he forgives all the bad things you ever done. But what they don't tell you is the cunt will take credit for anything good you ever do in the future. And I'm not willing to sell that shit out, you know? It's the same with Satanism. People are like, satanic pedophile cult. I'm like, okay, could it not just be like people who are evil who were just like, a thing in my brain makes me want to fuck kids. And let's just say it's Satan because it sounds like real nice on, a, on an NBC headline or a Fox headline. So I want to talk a little bit first about true conspiracies that we all know. For the people that aren't fans of the show, which is maybe one in three, I think, at this point. Um, you, you ladies have never heard the show before? I haven't. You haven't? And you have? Recently. Recently. So you're just like, I want to see what's, what, is this, what the whole thing is about. You haven't, like... <laughs> you come, you're like, I like that one song that they have. That's a really nice. <laughs> Do you know? Fucking hell. That's like going to Red Hot Chili Peppers concert because you heard like one of their slow ones. That's a weird thing. So you're here now. <laughs> I just walked up on stage and was like, fucking satanic pedophiles. And she's like, I'm just going to back, back out of here slowly. We go hard. We go hard or we go home. Um, yeah, so like some, some of the people who don't listen to the show, you don't know about like the true conspiracies, you know? Uh, I found that conspiracies become the new rock and roll lately. Uh, I predicted that in 2014 when I started the show. Thank you very much. And the show's come on in fucking leaps and bounds. I'm building a new studio at the moment, going to get season eight underway in the new year. But I find that all day, every day, we're talking about Russiagate, we're talking about fucking Q, we're talking about whistleblowers and leakers and all this kind of shit going on. And we rarely see the confirmations of true conspiracies that have happened in real life. Uh, one of which was the, the Denver International Airport. That we, we, all listen to, we all listen to Denver International Airport? All right, deep underground military base under the airport that's able to hold 400,000 people, allegedly. It's got fucking Masonic stones and metal tablets and the weird art from Leo Tanguma uh, all over the walls where it's like, you know, a child is holding a melting deer and a nuclear bomb goes off in the background. 
It's fucking weird shit. And, and, you're, and you're on your way like, yeah, I'm going to Tenerife for the weekend. Uh, fuck. Just like a, a giant Muslim with a, with a scimitar sword and a fucking gas mask chopping the heads off a thousand newborn lambs. And you're like, Kusadasi. Like, it's fucking weird airport to be in, right? So they just really leaned into it. They just took their pants off and bent over and said, let's, let's, like, you know, let's use it as our marketing campaign. Yes, Denver's got some secrets and a big alien going, shh, I don't know which is worse. The fucking scimitar lamb thing are like, these people are like, yes, there is aliens in your face. They have a cat with a, with a, a tinfoil hat. She's like, under construction or underground tunnels. Like, it's like, you dug up 14 trillion tons of land for an airport that's like at 1 19th the size of the, of the footprint of the hole that was here three years ago. Yes, there is underground tunnels. Like you built an upside down skyscraper in the fucking desert. And uh, they're taking a piss out of you. Like uh, construction or cover up and have an Illuminati eye on a, building, on a builder's hat. <laughs> like these motherfuckers are like, yeah, let's just lean into it. Conspiracy man, it's, it's, it's gone mainstream. Uh, we all know about Bohemian Grove. Yeah, so you listen to the Bohemian Grove episode, it's a bunch of owl lads just doing rails of coke and riding brazzers in the forest in California. Because <laughs> they're too famous to do it in Las Vegas like normal people. We've all been there. You, sir, have you ever been to Las Vegas? Have you ever been to Las Vegas? No, no, this man here. No, no. You were just, you were just wistfully rubbing your chin in. <laughs> Looking off into the distance, going, ah, the days in the grove. Ah. <laughs> me, and, me and Ronnie Reagan doing the Eiffel Tower on that black one. I remember that. <laughs> high fiving and <laughs> doing ketamine off her big bangers. Because <laughs> that's what they do. They just go up to the forest and the women do their own thing. The women have like whatever gigolos do, I don't know, listen or whatever. Uh, they have their own thing in June, and uh, it's called the Ladies' Jinx. And they go up in the middle, in the middle of the forest, and they're all like, I don't know, swapping crochet patterns and fucking selling uh, rampant rabbits or whatever, just lining them all up in their own, going like this. So the women have their own one, where they just get to do whatever. And then the men are like, okay, girls, y'all stay at home. And at the end of July, this fucking thing happens, where they all roll in. There's evidence, there's witnesses, there's documents, there's lists of people that go to it. It's 100% real, and you never hear about it. Every July, you should have motherfuckers like paparazzi. They're outside of Cameron Diaz's home trying to get a picture of her having an acne flare up. But they're never outside of this fucking thing. They're trying to get, they're trying to get fucking Trisha Paytas with a, with a fucking, or, or what's her one's name, Tana Mongo, trying to get a fucking picture of her camel toe getting out of the car. But they're never outside of Bohemian Grove going, what motherfucker's going into this time? You see like Leonardo DiCaprio walking into fucking Bohemian Grove. You never see that and it's totally real and it happens every year on the same day. And they never take pictures. Why don't you see that? Because it's real. Do you know? Um, the war on drugs, we all know it's totally real. Richard Nixon hates black people. Like it's, it's, on, it's, you know, it's on paper. Look at his face. <laughs> If you're black, send them black. <laughs> he doesn't like them. And they made a load of laws that says, if you're caught with crack, you go to jail forever. If you're caught with cocaine, the white businessman, rich man's drug, they'll just take the cocaine off you and they might share it. Just, just get rid of it. Rid of the evidence. 
And it was a set of laws, I don't know if you listened to the, to the War on Drugs episode, it was a set of laws to take advantage of the 13th Amendment to the Constitution where slavery is not legal anymore, but if you're a prisoner, they can make you work for like 17 cents a day. So it's technically kind of slavery. Uh, and then you get all your rights removed as if you were a slave, so you can't vote, you can't own a gun, there's loads of shit you can't do because you were a felon. And all you have to do is get caught with the drug that is literally falling out of the sky in any black neighborhood in the, in the 70s and 80s. And then they had a whole lot of patronizing advertising campaigns, you know, just say no and all this shit. And, you know, Nancy Reagan being like, just say no. And, and you know, why don't you just like steal some decks and start a hip hop group, you know? Like, because <laughs> that's what they did. I watched Hip Hop Evolution, it's totally real. Um, like the war on drugs is a totally real thing. The prison industrial complex is a totally real thing. Kim Kardashian is getting the piss taken out of her because she's taking a picture beside Donald Trump. She's gone to law school. I know Kim Kardashian, sure. She got famous for fucking doing a slunky on Ray J. That's, you know what a slunky is? And I thought you were in Vegas, man. Um, it's, very, it's just a very wet blowjob. We've all seen the video, it's totally. And she kind of got famous for that. And then she got famous for, I think, what was it, like pouring champagne up her arse with a funnel? Something like that, I can't really remember. And everyone kind of writes her off, you know, as this like, rise and shine, like some kind of fucking weird, weird like social media anomaly. But she's like a very intelligent, erudite businesswoman who's super smart, who's out like fucking getting a law degree talking with the president, like she has the ear of the great orange one. Do you know? <laughs> They're trying to, to, it's like, Kim, I loved you in that video with Ray J. It was beautiful work, tremendous technique. And, because you know he's watched that a few times. Who's, who's coming over today, Kim? Okay, I'm gonna get prepared. Don't wanna get an embarrassing boner on camera. Um, it's shaped like a mushroom. Um, Kim's super fucking smart, man. She's super smart. And she's in the White House, standing beside Trump, talking about prison reform, talking about the uh, First Step Act, which is releasing like 19,000 prisoners from the prison industrial complex before the end of 2019 for like small drug crimes, for, for you know, uh, third strike crimes that were super petty. All the rules, laws, and constructions of, of the legal system that were created by Richard Nixon, upheld by Ronald Reagan, and by George W. Bush, George H.W. Bush. Like, that's a totally real thing, and no one's giving her any credit. They're not examining the fucking uh, uh, financial improprieties where, what was it I read the other day? There was a, there was a whistleblower from the hip-hop industry. This is totally blown in my arse now, right? A whistleblower in the hip-hop industry said that he was in a meeting in 1991 where uh, the group who was funding the record company was meeting with, a, with guys from Galveston, I think is the name of the company, and they were talking about putting like gangster elements into hip-hop in the early 90s to make all the black kids in America like buy guns and have gold and be like sketchy bastards so that they will get arrested by the cops and fill up the jails. I'm gonna put that out, that's totally on me hold, but it's like, I, I read it the other day, there's a whistleblower now saying that shit. Like you can see that that's a total construction 
total social construction, putting people into a system that pays to have people in it. Like they're doing work for these companies. There's a list of 200 companies that avail of the labor of incarcerated people in the American prison industrial complex. Fortune 500 companies, billionaires, are benefiting financially from the, from the slave level labor of people who are in prison in America. And it's not on the news every day. It fucking melts my face that that's not, that people aren't talking about that shit. And then when they are talking about it, it's someone like Kanye West or Kim Kardashian, and they're all like, they're fucking crazy. Because it's easy to say they're crazy if they're talking something like that, you know? People, people go, oh, yeah, 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 you're one champagne. Nah, fuck that. Just dismiss it, you know? Um, Tesla. I don't know why people aren't getting, like, life-size tattoos of this cunt's face on their chest. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, this man was totally scuppered, 100%. JP Morgan uh, 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 totally superseded his uh, Wardenclyffe Tower project. Uh, he was going to make wireless electricity for everybody. That you go along and you just put a put a, a you know a, a rod in the ground, hook it up to your house, and then your whole house is electricity. You know, he had like light. He was commanding lightning and putting light bulbs in the ground, and they were lighting up. And then it would have evolved into like a massive wire, global wireless internet, and we would have all had that shit in the 30s. And people would be sending emails going, "There's a little guy with a mustache here in Germany, and he's been walking around a bit. Like you want to want to be careful. Send." It would have fucking stopped all that shit straight away. Do you know? He was totally fucked. Totally fucked. Edison fucked him. JP Morgan fucked him. He fucked. And then he died penniless and alone in a hotel. And then in the safe in that hotel, he had plans for a time machine. And Donald Trump's uncle took it and went back in time. And sure, the rest is history. Do you know? Did you ever, did you ever read that? Donald Trump's a time traveler? Did you ever hear that? There's a, <laughs> there's a book from 1919, uh, and it's called Baron's Adventures. So Baron Trump could actually be a young Donald Trump whose destiny is to have a time machine to go back in time to become Donald at some point and know everything that's going to happen through the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s and eventually fulfill his destiny by becoming president of the United States. There's a book from, like, 1919 that describes... his. Barron is the president, his, his vice president is Pence. Uh, he, he, you know, he was in New York, he was a, a, <laughs> a, a property magnate and all this kind of shit. Like, it's very weird. Donald Trump is a time traveler. He has a son named Barron. Yeah, Barron is his son's name. The little blondie lad that was like really sleepy at the inauguration, <laughs> but looks the very same as him. And uh, what else? Oh, yeah, tr uh, Tesla died in one of Trump's hotels and in the safe. He had a lot of stuff, and like Donald Trump's uncle owned the hotel, and they cleaned out the room and took all the plans, and nobody found those plans. There's like a death ray and a time machine and all sorts of shit. It's very weird. Tesla was a weird guy. He died with a bill, a, a, a hotel bill of like hundreds of thousands of dollars, because he just like eat every day, and he's like, I'll get the check when the, the end of the week, and he just go off, and then he did that for like eight years, and he just died in his hotel room in a chair on his own, because he was like mad, like, you know. Yeah. yeah. What's wrong? He, this lady said he had a pigeon that he was in love with. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Not wrong with that. No. I mean, unless he's fucking the pigeon. <laughs> then that's weird. Just putting bird seed in his Japanese eye. Just being like, 
It's weird. I'm like, I'm like imagining that in, a, in front of a room full of people now. Thanks for that. Who's that? Good for you? Um, yeah, I don't know why people don't talk about Tesla more. Like Elon Musk is one of these weird geniuses. I think Elon Musk is an alien that was, that's from Mars and he's just trying to get back home. He's just trying to help us because he's spaceship bro. It's like Mac and me, remember that? He's, he's E.T. and he's just like, build, <laughs> let me be a millionaire and let me build my own rocket to get home, you fuckers. Like Tesla was the strangest dude. I don't know if you listen to that episode. Like strange dude, he had like some, some kind of ASD. He was on the spectrum, absolutely. Um, very weird around people. And if you listen to the Philadelphia Experiment episode, uh, they were apparently using Tesla technology on those boats to uh, teleport them through time and space. Um, I don't think Tesla was part of it because he was in his late 80s or early 90s at the time. But uh, yeah, he totally got fucked, man. He came over as Edison's apprentice and Edison just stole all his ideas. Like Tesla invented radio, television, telecommunication, wireless internet, wireless electricity. Like most of the stuff, microwaves, discover, discover microwaves. And, and they're all attributed to other people now. John Logie Bear made the television, Alexander Graham Bell, the telephone, all these kind of white Christian Americans. And he was a, a, a Serb coming over. He, he was supposed to be a monk and his dad was a bishop. And uh, he just came over and he was like, no, I love electricity, come on. Give us a shot at that. And Edison took him on and was just like, <laughs> or whatever noise that like greedy white cunts make. And uh, I, don't know why, I don't know why people aren't talking about him more. Every day there should be a thing at the start of the news going, hello, welcome to the news. You're watching this on the television, which was originally made by Nikola Tesla, but John Logie Bear stole it. Today, like that's, that should be what's happening, you know? Um, these mother smiling motherfuckers, look at these boys. You know who that lad is in the suit there, anybody? Werner von Braun. Ten points. I don't know why I'm giving him points. <laughs> it's not, don't be keeping score. Uh, yeah, Werner von Braun and a load of Nazi bastards. And uh, they were all taken over into the American scientific uh, uh, engineering system, into the space, the eventually like uh, military rocketry ended up being the space program. That shit's bananas. They took. All of them motherfuckers, and about three and a half or four thousand more, and just like sprinkled them into the US military system, into the uh, medical system, and they all benefited from the scientific discoveries that they made from, I don't know, holding a lighter underneath it, like a pot full of juice or whatever they did, and these things like, let's see how quickly they melt, <laughs> whatever he was doing. Like, America today benefits from that shit. Chemotherapy and you know, uh, uh, laser eye surgery and all this kind of stuff. That's all Operation Paperclip shit. We wouldn't be, well, we didn't get to the moon, but we wouldn't be on the moon only for these boys. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Werner von Braun was a hero of, of the, the, the space race. We beat the Russians. Hey, we, we got there first. Um, they're, all, <laughs> they're all Nazis. They all killed people. They were like... Nazis, like real ones, not like lads who disagree with lads on the internet or whatever, which seems to be the really low bar set for being a Nazi these days. Like, who here has watched that Devil Next Door on Netflix? Oh, you can put your hands up. Yeah, who's watched it? So uh, Ivan Dimanyuk, 
who was a, allegedly uh, a guard at um, Treblinka, one of the, the Western Polish um, concentration camps. It's heavy, man. It's heavy. It's like two fat birds on a bicycle. Heavy. <laughs> Five episodes and it's a roller coaster. I'm not going to spoil it for you because it's a, it's for reals. But like, that guy was a Nazi and he was persecuted. He was brought to Israel. He's put on trial. It was global news. They had lads who were in Treblinka, like with the fucking the tattoos and the My Chemical Romance thing and the him sign and all the tattoos that they get. And uh, he, they were in the thing going, "It was him. He was the one." Like, heart wrenching shit. And then they just bring these lads over and they're like, oh yeah, well you definitely know Guan in so. Come on. We've rockets to make. Come on. Oh yeah, very good. Like, they got treated the best and they got American citizenship. They had kids, they had grandkids, they lived the life. And nobody, except conspiracy theorists, talk about it all the time. Do you know? It's, is there anybody out in the audience that's closing their eyes and pretending that it's nighttime and they're just listening to the podcast? <laughs> Got, I've got that a few times where someone's just in the audience like this going. <laughs> it's like I'm at home. I'm glad I came out. That's weird. Um, yeah, like we're going to talk about that. Like I wanna, I wanna, I, I'm going to talk in like a few minutes and then I want to go to you guys to find out what you think about all of these. Um, this cunt. Straight up. Cunt. Like cunt. This is Colonel George Pell. This lad had sex with a lot of kids. Got to the fourth most powerful position of power in the Vatican under the Holy See. He was, he was the money man for the Vatican. After having sex with a lot of kids, they put him in. And then when all the accusers grew up and started pointing fingers, George hid in the Vatican for nine years under the protection of the Holy See and the Vatican law. They couldn't extradite him out of the place. Can you imagine that? Like the Vatican went, oh yeah, no, no, he, yeah, he knows where all the, all the receipts go. You can't have him. <laughs> this fucking guy, in the 90s, having sex with a lot of kids when he was a priest and then when he was a bishop and then he got promoted and promoted and promoted. Being the fourth most powerful lad in the whole Vatican system. And then uh, they wouldn't uh, release him. And then they did release him for arrest. And he was brought to Australia to face charges in December. And then he was sentenced in February. But guess what the world press was given by the Vatican? Even when they went, okay, you can have him. Take him out of here. He smells like a weird sausage. <laughs> he, he wasn't washing himself. He was in the apartment. He wasn't allowed to go outside. He's fucking stink. Going around the place in a robe, right? They sent him to Australia. He faced charges, got, tr got tried, got convicted. And the Vatican pushed a suppression order on reporting on it across the whole world media. So the Australian press were told, if you say anything about this case, if you tell anything about this, any details, or even the fact that he got convicted or anything like that, we'll sue the bollocks out of you. And that was that way until the summer this year when it was all died down and he was in jail and they were getting him from court to jail and because they didn't want a media circus when they were, you know, the, the whole fucking, you know, the Mickey Mouse t-shirt and the fucking Mike Martin Cahill job like this, like, 
they didn't want that shit. Transferring them from place to place, or they didn't want anybody like coming out and doing interviews. Like imagine telling the victims of a fella who was tried and convicted for the crimes. Convicted. <laughs> tried and convicted for the crimes. <laughs> did I do that? Did I do that life flash with my <laughs> Look at that, that was weird. <laughs> Fucking took two hours of practice to get that right. <laughs> right? Tried and convicted. <laughs> nah, didn't work. <laughs> ah, too late. Oh. The internet is slow over here. Uh, um, like, you, you went, like, that man had sex with me when I was a kid. And they were like, yeah, I know he's going to jail. Cool, can I tell everybody about it? Because like, I, I've been really weird for the last few years because of it, it'd be a great excuse. And they're like, no, not allowed. Not allowed to say anything. And he's like, but, he, but he's tried and convicted. He's the man that had sex with me when I was a kid. He's like, yep, sorry, can't do it. For like five months, they couldn't tell it. They couldn't tell anybody that like, the, the fellow who assaulted him got <laughs> convicted, couldn't do it. All because the Vatican's like, no. That's fucking bullshit. That's some real conspiracy talk. Like, that's an actual conspiracy. That's not like, are there invisible aliens from another dimension feeding off our fear, David? Like, are, you know, is there, is there a, a giant, like, ancient continent filled with, like, aliens from another planet that had sex with some good-looking monkeys and then we came out of it? Like, that's some shit that you'd be like, yeah. Like, this is real and recent. This is, like, five months ago. And nobody talks about that shit no more. Right? Weird. I'm getting that there's just vibes, and then there's like, whoa. And I'm like, joke, and then they're like, yeah, oh no, beautiful shit. <laughs> I forgot I was laughing for a minute, it took me away from it, and now I remember what this was about. Oh, shit. I'm glad this is, I brought her on a first date here. No, okay. <laughs> Who was on the first date? Our survey says, <laughs> like, not good. Um, careful now. Oh, there we go. <laughs> this lad. Boo is right. Look at him. <laughs> Fuck, he's so huge. I never expected it to be that big. Um, yeah, good old scrotum face. Uh, he, like, totally real guy. The ramifications of his deeds and the system with which he exerted his power. Political, celebrity, like, international powers. What he has in his little black book could take the world apart but no one's going to get to see that shit. Prime ministers and presidents falling at his feet. Kings and queens licking his hole. Because he had a fucking chest full of tapes or a, a box full of photographs on somebody. Do you know, the British Jeffrey Epstein, this lad. Totally real, historical, like, Investigations up the wazoo, like government level, multi-million dollar investigations, like 10 operations. Three, three are like mentioned now and again, Operation U3, you probably heard. There's a bunch, man, coming from like the people that came out after he died, but only after he died in 2011. Very real, very current, very high level, high level conspiracy that's not talked about anymore. I did a show, five and a half, six hour show on it. I don't see anybody, I don't see any other podcast on this cunt at all. Maybe you've seen them. I'd like to share them if you haven't, do you know? But like the level of depravity, the vast and wide range of network that he had 
even down to like the Elm guest house where like the lads in, in Downing Street would just pop down to the Elm guest house and get a little rent boy as a snack for lunch and then go back in and like gavel, gavel, gavel. Like that's what was going on. Prime Minister Ted Heath would just be down going like, can I have a blonde one? Like, uh, butter or mayo? No thanks. Like it was, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't mean to disparage any central workers. Uh, butter mayonnaise or just child? Is good? <laughs> Plain child or, or spicy? <laughs> I've never said that before. <laughs> I just give it to my head now and I don't know, I regret it. Uh, no, I don't. It was brilliant. Uh, yeah, this, that's totally real, man. And no one talks about it anymore. And it's only like seven years, eight years old of a story, do you know? Weird. Um, so like, I wanna talk to you guys. So Moran has a microphone going around the place, hello. So like, for the conspiracies that you do know about, there's probably a half a dozen, for every conspiracy you know about, there's probably a half a dozen that you don't know about that's going on. Um, even if you're like researching and reading and all this stuff, like this is fucking dark shit, man. This is dark night of the soul. Like this is fucking question your life choices shit when you're hunched over, you know, in a dark room hunched over and the blue flashing light is just like, it's like the start of uh, Space Odyssey 2001 with just like <laughs> pictures of Jimmy Savile and all. You're like, this is fucking, ah! need to get out of here. It's weird. And people don't like to look at it and it's tough. But you pay tickets and now you're in a room and the doors are locked and you can't get out. No, I'm not even messing. <laughs> you fucking look at it. No, I'm not even messing. Uh, whether you like it or not, no. So like, what do we think about, what do we think about these like, oh, out in the open conspiracies? Like, have you got any other suggestions about in the open conspiracies? Don't be afraid to talk up. I know you probably haven't had drinks or anything yet, but. Does, like who, like, uh, throw hands up and I get, we get you a microphone so we can hear you. That man there. Good looking fella in the dark there. Did Jeffrey Epstein kill himself? Oh yeah, that's the, se that's the second half. Come on, man. <laughs> Fucking, you're blowing me beans too early. Like, come on, calm down. <laughs> well done. You did the breathalyzer test of Father Murphy as well. Um, like, that, all that stuff, like Tesla, like, you know, Cardinal Pell, there's a lot of stuff there that's not, that's not talked about. Like, why do you think that's not talked about in the media? Who's stopping that stuff? Anybody? It's suppressed. This man here. Sorry. <laughs> you better, there's a mic coming now. You better be ready. He's like, suppressed. Fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> Shit, I taught suppressed to be not fuck. This man here. No, when you look even with uh, something like Vegas, where the, the majority of mainstream media has completely ignored something absolutely ridiculous with so many holes in it. You're talking about the Las Vegas shooting? The Las Vegas shooting. It's been I mean, insensitive to say there's so many holes in it, man. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Go on, anyway. But, but he, <clears throat> we friends from Vegas. He, he lived there for a while. And um, when we spoke to them recently. Did you ever see this lad there? Not, no. Not this last while, Different anyway. Night. Yeah. But uh, I, I would speak to him. And before that, the majority of the people I speak to, you know, just... A lot of it goes over their heads, but since I spoke to him recently, there are a lot, uh, apparently the entire scene of Vegas in the community, uh, along with the local sports team that they had, uh, a hockey team starting, but since then, and with that uh, atrocity, 
there's been a lot more of an inclination for people to not accept the ridiculous scenario that was being presented. And the guy himself was a poker player. You know, and a lot of people there do play poker, and they know that there were, were a lot of shootings and a lot of activity happening in various hotels and various casinos all across that strip. And the more they look into it, and the more the it's ignored by the mainstream media, actually, you know, opens their eyes a lot more. And you, you do see them a lot more willing to. Uh, acquiesce when you're explaining other things that go like you explain a bit more deep yeah like a lot of mass shootings are being overlooked and then the ones that are really handy in the narrative are being totally broadcasted like there was two mass shootings that happened in two days of each other this year one was done by like a like a gun-toting good old party republican white straight guy just like bam, bam, i'm gonna shoot all these and then the other one was like an anti-fad democrat feminist fucking neckbeard, under-tit mushroom grower, basement dweller, call of duty player motherfucker. Like, you know? And, and the Republican lad got like, look at this lad's face. And then the Democrat lad, because it didn't match the profile properly, wasn't broadcast at all. Um, the, the Las Vegas shooter, his brother came out and said like, there's no way that he could do this thing. And then his brother turned out to be a massive pedophile. He had computers full of stuff, and he was all like, yeah, my brother wouldn't do that, and don't ever, our family is totally clean, like, don't ever look into, don't, ever, don't investigate us, why? I don't know, shut up. And he got lamped. Could it have been, could it have been something to do with, like, discrediting the family? Where they had to get rid of the, oh, what's his name? Stephen, a no, not Stephen Avery, hello. Stephen, <laughs> Paddock, Stephen Paddock, there we go. Uh, could it be, like, they wanted to, discredit the Paddock family and have, have them all look like crazy people so that when this guy got caught with a load of child grumble on his hard drive, that it was just like, oh yeah, these lads, they just work alone, they're real weird and they're white and this kind of stuff. Like, Ugh. Instead of Steve, uh, uh, your man, Steve, Stephen Paddock's brother getting lamped and he's like, well, you killed my brother, so I'm definitely going to rat because I've nothing to lose. And then he'd expose the whole ring that was sending all these pictures around. Las Vegas is a weird story, man. The videos are weird. Even Saudi element to it, with the possibility of it being an attempted coup on uh, MBS, uh, possibility, uh, the different scenarios that it could have been, they, they controlled, was it the Four Seasons at the top of that hotel? Yeah. The, the, the possible video cropping up now of helicopters, where you can see- Shooting out of the helicopters. Literally, and there was lots of yeah. reports of it. I, I remember, like anything, I always sort of try and go on YouTube as quick as you can after an event and pick up what you can, be insured before it obviously the algorithm Well, we'll talk about up. YouTube censorship later on as well. Yeah, so, so as you do that, you tend to pick up things early and then it just disappears. Yeah. And the one was shooting from above. There was the girl that went to the stage at the start and announced the fact that uh, there was going to be an event to get out of the place. Yeah. The, the guy selling his stocks. Just a, but a, even like the directions, of it. when you're watching oh, the people oh. scattering on the ground, the directions people are running in, like bullets are coming in this way, coming in this way. It's really Lee Harvey Oswald triangulation, a fire job. There's videos of like, you know, uh, uh, they're called tracer bullets. So like there'd be a bullet and a bullet and then another one that goes like zoom and has like a little red trail that goes after it. So I presume it's when the lad is aiming that he'd be able to see like kind of what he's shooting at. Is that, is that right, Tony, is that right? Yeah, it's just a good unit. That's my weapons expert, Tony, fair play. Uh, <laughs> just, I always have to have him here. He's a sleeper agent in the audience just in case anyone kicks off. So he's just like um, so the tracer bullets were seen, and the flashes, the muzzle flashes were seen coming out of these, like, 
Black Hawk helicopters in the sky. The windows weren't even broken in the hotel. Uh, how did he get like 40 long, long barrel weapons up and down through the hotel lobby in bags and they're looking really like, oh yeah. <laughs> up and down the elevators, nobody's seen him, no cameras, no nothing. And the security guard then, uh, uh, he was a Latin man. Jesus de Souza, nice. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and Jesus, Jesus went on all of the, what went on, yeah, he went on Ellen, went on all the chat shows. And then they have pictures of the actual Jesus de Souza. And then another man who's actually not that, but he got on all the TV shows. So the actual Jesus de Souza they think is dead and they replaced him with a look like, like fucking mental. George but they Bush's, don't talk about it anymore. Yeah, George Bush's friend, Alan, who is a, you know, progressive. Yeah. But at the same time, the casino had ties with her production company, loads of different. I was listening to an episode of the Higher Side Chats today about uh, with Tiffany Fitzhenry, and she talks about a little bit about Ellen, and Ellen is like a on paper a CIA asset. Like she agreed to be like, I will agree to uh, further the agenda on my show, and I will say if you want to promote this thing or that thing, like I will do that. It's all on paper, like real, like whistleblower shit. Like Ellen is totally. Uh, uh, an asset, you know. Um, any other, any other conspiracies uh, hiding in plain sight? Or if you want to talk about any of the other ones, how you feel about any of the other ones? There's a hand up the. I'm so sorry. There's a hand up the back. You're gonna have to run. Um, yeah, man. Like, there's so much shit going on that people don't talk about. And then, you, like, you, you're saying you have to get on YouTube straight away. Like, just place like Mines and Gab and Twitter is a great place because there's lads like live stream and stuff. Like, you'll really only get the live stream stuff. Remember about the New Zealand shooting. Uh, I got a, I got, I woke up at like 10 past eight in the morning and, and some, some lad that lives in Sweden had sent me the video and he's like, hey man, check this out. And I was like, cool, lying in the bed, one eye. Do you know the way you be, right, right up close? And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, this looks like, uh, this looks like uh, Call of Duty or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, putting on my glass, like, what the fuck? And he was like, like pulling off of Muslim people in a mosque. And then like not three hours later, people are like, oh, it's a fake video and there's green screen and there's all, like pulling it apart, you know? And then there was like a moratorium on that in the media. The Australian and New Zealand uh, mainstream media said, if you share that video anywhere or make like a fair use video or an analysis video, if you share any of that footage, discussing it, maybe talking about it as a conspiracy, you're going to fucking jail, we're going to fucking fine you. Don't talk about it. You've all seen it now somehow. Don't share it. Don't talk about it. Don't analyze it. That's it. Because all they needed was the event. All they needed was some people to see it, to be able to describe it. And when people started pulling it apart immediately, I'm not saying it was real or not real. I didn't do enough research into it. It wasn't on my radar at the time but I watched the dissemination videos. I watched the take, the, the deconstruction videos. And it didn't kind of like look some of the, some of the stuff, you know, your man was firing bullets and the casings were going off here and then just disappearing into nothing. Like it was on a green screen, weird shit. And now you can't talk about Sandy Hook anymore. Sandy Hook is done. Can't, can't even mention it. Can't do a video on it if it's in a tag. You talk about it. You put it on YouTube, it analyzes the speech over the whole video. If it sees the word Sandy Hook in it, you get a content guideline strike. If you get three of them, your Google account is gone. We'll talk about it later on. And you can't talk about it. And now, I think yesterday, or the day before yesterday, they allowed for the starting of the proceedings of a lawsuit 
of the people of uh, uh, Newtown, Connecticut, the people of Newtown, Connecticut can now start a lawsuit against Remington, who were the makers of the guns that Adam Lanza used. So they're going to sue a gun company now for a shooting that may not have happened. Like, it's like, that is... And you can't talk about Sandy Hook anymore. Alex Jones used to be uh, like, and that Noah Posner. And then they fucking sued the bollocks off him. They got these kids taken away from him. They got him kicked off of YouTube and iTunes and Spotify and every place that you can have a platform. He's fucked off it for talking about Sandy Hook. Then he gets sued for uh, damages. Ends up having to pay like tens of millions of dollars for damages. All because he was talking about Sandy Hook. And now no, everyone's afraid to do that shit now. Everyone's afraid to talk about it now because they're like, well, there's a precedent set there. You can't be talking about Sandy Hook being not real or in any way at all. So just all these mechanisms getting put, put in place to not be able to doubt the shit we see with our eyeballs. You know? That, that person at their hand up there at the back. How are you? Hey, how's it going? All right, man. Just if you have divulged more into one since uh, about a year ago, I would have been probably... You know, Michael Jackson straight away is a pedo. Many think Michael Jackson, yeah, he touched the kids. But in the last year, I've looked into more so into the Jordan Chandler from the start, right up to the two lads recently. And the more I sort of looked into it, listen, you think that actually he was very weird around children. There's been five lads that, five people that have said that they, he's touched them. The first fellow, Jordan Chandler, it's a long, long story to when he got paid off. The two lads obviously done a documentary and they've had more slip-ups than Mario Leaving Cardinals. Neverland or whatever it was called. And then you had obviously one lad's got thrown out. One lad admitted that he didn't do it. Uh, admitted that he, lied, he got told to lie about it. And another guy obviously got thrown out of court because the two lads had stood up in court against him. And there's been a couple more documentaries. Is do you, Have you looked more into it? Is Michael, do you think Michael Jackson was a paedophile or do you think that he was just a black man that the police were out to get? Uh, well, a, a rich black man. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, at the start, he was he was uh, black, but um, <laughs> he just became like his peers and was just rich and white by the end. But like, I, I looked at we did I did a live show for like f five hours after watching all of Leaving Neverland, and like, I don't know, man. If you're willing to go on a Netflix documentary and describe in great detail how Michael Jackson made you kneel at the bottom of his bed naked and pull your arse cheeks apart while he looked up your arsehole like a sailor looking into a telescope. <laughs> if you're willing to do that. I can, I can see dry land. Like, that's, <laughs> you gotta have, you gotta have big balls. Cause that's what Michael Jackson likes. He likes to play with them at the end. But you gotta have big balls, man. That's a fucking, that's a power move, right? I, I, I think the evidence stacks up against those two lads. Do you know? Uh, I can't remember the details now, she caught me on the hop, but not the, not the main guy, not the Justin Timberlake dance yeah, teacher Yeah, there was two of them, and I think one of them described that as he basically went into detail, as you said, he'd done this to me this, in this room, in the Neverland train station in 1993. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. And it wasn't built, although the train station wasn't built in 93. And that was what I was going to say. Yeah, that, 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 that happened. And then he, at the same time, he was 18 years of age, I think, when the train station was built. So they're going to go, well, hold on, was it conceptual or were you 14 at the time? That's the thing. Like, um, you're watching that guy give that testimony and he's pulling a whitener for anybody who's ever drank a few pints and then smoked a joint by accident at a party. <laughs> he is absolutely sweating balls, being like, 
there's too much air in this room. Uh, and he's on camera, sweating it, trying to remember all these details. I know obviously there's like police reports and there's all this kind of stuff. Like people have like nailed it down times and dates and activities and all this kind of shit. And look it, it's weird. If you're in a, if you're in a, a multi-million, uh, multi-million dollar like playground, like a fucking circus playground that was built specifically for kids. He's like, I just want to feel like a child all the time. Like, if you're in that place, but every hall that led to his bedroom had like motion sensors. Like, I can see the use in that if you're like a highly masturbatory 15-year-old boy. You buy that shit on wish.com, you stick it in the hall so your ma doesn't catch you fucking pulling your puddings. Genius. Get that on, get that out, copyright that shit right now on Instagram. Are you, you wanking too much? Do you need a motion sensor? Yes, please, click. That's weird to have in a grown man's house when he has, and like publicly announced, yeah, I have kids in my bedroom and stuff like that. But do you ever see the pictures of the bedroom? It's like a, it's like a cinema. And he has a screen up here and the bed is real open. It's not like one would imagine you could creep in down the hall and it's like fucking like Neverland, you know? It's like Alice, Alice in Wonderland, you need the key in the door and the halls are real small and you creep in. It's only big enough for a child. And then you get in and then there's like a bed and the bed has like rubber sheets or something and like a fucking picture of Iron Man. So you have something to look at while Michael Jackson's looking up his asshole. Like it's not, it's not like, land ahoy. Like it's not like, it's not like that. But I can understand Maybe he was doing some shit. These lads' testimonies don't add up. But they don't talk about that anymore. You don't talk about Michael Jackson anymore until, uh, until, what was happening at that time? Remember when Oprah was on David Geffen's boat on her birthday and they were having a party. It was Oprah and it was Gail and David Geffen and a whole load of other like super billionaires. And they were like, you know what we're gonna do on my birthday? On a, on, a bil, on a billionaire's yacht, we're gonna watch Leaving Neverland <laughs> as a party. Like, what the fuck are you going? That's Oprah Winfrey did that. Then she had those lads on the show, and it turns out that the guy is telling Porky Pies about the train station the, and all the, this stuff. There's a conspiracy with that. Jesus, that. he still has my Fucking hell. <laughs> I'm in charge. <laughs> what are you messing? Because uh, they, they said that. <laughs> it's the George the Gordon show. Um, they said that at the same time, it was a big Harvey Weinstein thing, and Oprah's very good Harvey friends. Harvey Weinstein, that's what so it that was. So that was Oprah getting Harvey out of the limelight, yeah, yeah. getting that Michael Jackson into it. And, and they had all, all that release all set up. They had the Madeleine McCann documentary as well. They were flood. Thanks very much. They were flooding the media at that time with lots of like sexual assault, lots of paedophile assault. It was all Madeleine McCann. It was all Michael Jackson for the whole of like April and May this year. Loads of it. Flood the, flood the newspapers. So that when people are talking about other people doing it, Harvey Weinstein et al, that wouldn't be reaching the top of the, the pedo charts or whatever. Do you know? Like you saw how quickly Harvey Weinstein got away with everything. You saw how quickly uh, Kevin Spit. That's one of the CIA hacking into me computer. The, there's lots of flashes of shit going on. I feel like there's like a sniper in the back. He started taunting me and was like, Everybody out. No, I was like, relax. Um, yeah, take the shot. That's why I'm moving the whole time. Like, I'm a big target. It's just wear black and keep moving. Um, 
Like Kevin, Sp all the Kevin Spacey's witnesses died by the worst cases of suicide I've ever seen. Like all those motherfuckers are dead. And Kevin Spacey's like drinking from a cup of tea with a picture of the queen on it going. Like this, they're all dead. The last one died the other day. Harvey Weinstein is fucking swanning around the town with two blondes on his arms going into comedy clubs and then comedians are going, get out of here you rapist. And then the news is going, look at that woman being hysterical. That's what's happening. It's fucking bananas. Um, we're gonna talk about Jeffrey Epstein after the break. We're gonna have a little break. You do a wee wee or whatever you need to do. Get a drink, have a bit of pizza. I see some people are having pizza and doing all that stuff already. Um, I hope it wasn't too heavy, that first half. Because the second half is gonna be fucked up. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're back, we're back in 10 minutes and we go for another hour and then we'll do Q&A at the end. And we'll do uh, pictures and stuff at the end as well. Thank you very much. Hello, hello, hello. Are we all sitting back down? Did you all have a nice break? Everyone got their stuff done? I see some people moved. We've this, these, this triplicate here. You came down from the back to be, to be closer. Oh, oh yeah, sound. Where, where, where's head office now? Is this FBI, CIA, MI6? Redacted. Huh? Redacted. Redacted. <laughs> it's one of these new apps that puts black bars over dick pics. <laughs> Download Redacted right now. Where, where are you guys from? Uh, from Dublin. From Dublin. Are you, now, are you joking about being like a thing or is this real or what is it? No, we just moved from the back. Oh, all right, cool, cool. <laughs> so he's like, where are you from? Dublin. He's so suspicious. <laughs> Started off as a joke and then he continued the suspiciousness. And uh, you, you all listen to the show? All three of you? Cool. No, but I mean, it's so, so, sometimes it's like a dude and he's like, will you please come? So there's, I'm not just there on my own. Uh, it's weird. I just sit in a different seat every 20 minutes then. Um, nobody, nobody else came in since the break? Everyone's here? We're all here? Okay. Nobody had any weird, like, self reflective moments on the break on oh, what the fuck am I doing in my life? Like this is, <laughs> this is not what I thought it was gonna be. Um, so for this half, I'm gonna talk for about 45 minutes or, or, or a little bit more. Uh, I'm gonna try and finish early enough so that everyone has time to get to your bus. If you have to leave, don't feel, uh, you know, obliged to be like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, go to the bar if you need to get a drink, like don't be sitting there, it's not mass, and um, <laughs> not yet, and uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like don't, don't be afraid to go to the toilet or go to the bar or like that. We're going to be talking about the, this motherfucker right now. <laughs> and what I want to do at the end then is have some Q&As, something totally not about pedophilia, because like, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> Just whatever you want to ask, just a few, you know, a bit of gas. And, um, and then we, at the end, whoever's left over, I want to leave enough time so that we can have like a meet and greet and slap, slap hands and uh, do selfies or pictures or whatever anybody wants to do. I've already got caught at the door a few times and I was like, do you not want me to be like at the end of the show all sweaty like meatloaf and it look real authentic or whatever? Um, so yeah, I'm just working on that right now. Uh, I'm starting from the waist up, this is out, with the sweat. Um, so yeah, like this is the thing that I wish that I had like a fully functioning studio to be able to, you could do a podcast a week on this cunt. Um, 
it's unbelievable the amount of stuff that's gone on since the summertime. And he, I know it was a joke, a running joke for years on the show, but he actually did die from the worst case of suicide that anyone has ever seen. He hung himself with a paper bedsheet. That is dedication. Do you know what I mean? I find sometimes when I have a pooey bum that I can't even wipe my arse properly without my finger going through it. And then I get shit on my finger. And this guy hung himself with the same material. <laughs> Do you know? That's weird. Um, Jeffrey Epstein, what can I say that hasn't already been said about Hitler? It's just <laughs> something really dark, really weird, and yet so obvious and so prominent. Um, he died by the worst case of suicide anyone's ever seen in August this year in a cell on his own after his guards were sent on break at the same time the cameras that were watching the cell mysteriously malfunctioned and the guy that was sharing the cell with him was transferred two hours before. Like, I'm saying, if he didn't have bad luck, <laughs> he'd have no luck. This guy is allegedly the head, or at least one of the major moving parts in the biggest elite pedophile ring that, that the human race has ever seen. Maybe, maybe second only to like something like Caligula or some shit like that. Some, ancient history, like fucking young lads in sandals or whatever. Like this guy is top tier. His black book has everybody. Everybody. Names that you would gasp if you heard them. Like Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Thank you. That is exactly what I wanted. Get that girl an inhaler, will you? Steven Spielberg, uh, uh, Chelsea Handler, Tom Hanks, imagine. See, there's the gas I was looking for. <laughs> Boom. Um, yeah, like all of the, uh, Alec Baldwin, can you imagine? Alec Baldwin. Go on, more, 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 go on. Who else? Who? Macroning from The Simpsons. Yeah, absolutely, man. He was telling us, like, drawing weird shit in Homer Simpson's hair. They look like, like a, a man's willy in a child's hand or whatever. <laughs> Secret. He's a time traveler as well. So this lad is, has his arm around a woman called, and I couldn't pronounce it for ages. I was calling her Jizz Lane because obviously uh, it's right on the nose there. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, who's his like kid procurer. She's his kind of Jimmy Savile. And she was out getting young girls, coercing them into you know, spending time and company with rich and powerful men and, you know, getting them to then, you know, come to an island and possibly be uh, forced to become addicted to drugs and then brought them to the island. And then, you know, you, <laughs> you hear that, you know, that thing where the little kid is on the, si on the side of the riverbank. <laughs> and then the movie starts and it, she's the star of the movie. And then five black lads come in and it's like black.com. And it's just a weird, <laughs> weird shit went on with Ghislaine Maxwell. She is still at large. She's in Brazil, I think, at the moment. She was 
filmed, photographed in uh, an In-N-Out burger, reading a book that was a handbook of the CIA. Tom, you're, you're itching to say stuff. So. Are, you, are you itching? Do you, own, do you know all this? No. He was just looking and going, I can't. I can't even believe this. Like this woman, so brazen, after uh, Epstein killed himself, she came out and she was like walking around the place being like, yeah, I'm the one that knows everything. Like she knows as much as Epstein did. She knows as much as Epstein was killed for. And both of them are alleged Mossad assets. Both of them are alleged CIA assets. She knows everything. And she kind of put out a message by reading the CIA handbook going like, I know your tricks. I know the crack. If you come after me, the list goes out. And then Kaiser Sose, she's fucking gone. The limp went away. And she's in Brazil now. The reason that this is blown up and is still in the collective consciousness is because there's a really, really good chance that this is the keystone. This is the, this is the you chose poorly. Like this is the, the, the chalice choice of knocking down this massive pedophile ring. This is the closest we've come to like putting our hands on these motherfuckers and holding them to account for what they've been doing. And it seems to go to the highest levels of power, to like global elite, as I said at the start of the show, like satanic forces, satanic ritual, uh, child sexual abuse. And he's dead, she's still alive, she has his little black books and everybody's name is on it. Now that's not even, like that's in the conspiracy realm, that's in the dark corners, those lists of names. What is not? are the manifests from what Jeffrey Epstein uh, uh, lovingly called the Lolita Express, which would fly people from an airport in Florida down to his island, uh, Little St. James in the Caribbean, and they'd stay there and they'd drink and they'd do some stuff and then, uh, you know, presumably have uh, sex with underage uh, kids, as goes the allegations. But like everybody was on that plane and those manifests are publicly available. And Bill Clinton's name is on those. He flew to that island 26 times. Like of all the people here, how long, how long are the longest, is there any couples in here? How long are the longest couples going out here? How, uh, like uh, throughout, throughout the year, how long is going? Like who, who, would, who would think they would claim the longest relationship? You're, you're rubbing your face, sir. Uh, eight years. Eight years, all right. Let's say, so you, you what's your name? Liam and Liam and Anna, you're going out eight years. Have you gone on lots of holidays together? A few? Have you ever been on the same plane together 26 times? <laughs> and you touch each other's genitals. <laughs> Do you know? Like in eight years, with all the stuff they do, all the, you know, genitals, they haven't been on a plane together 26 times. And yet Bill Clinton, former president, has been on a plane with Jeffrey Epstein, going to his private island 26 times. That's a lot of times for an island that's now globally alleged to be a paedophile haven. So the thing that's keeping it in the collective unconscious is meme power. <laughs> this shit has blown up on the interwebs. See this wonderful Christmas message here. Uh, an album you can get stock and filler. Now that's what I call Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. 
And uh, of course, the healthier choice, uh, low in cholesterol, I can't believe Epstein killed himself. And this is what's keeping it in the collective unconscious. This is the thing that people are still talking about. Uh, sharing these, making them. It's out there for everyone to see and hear. They're asking questions. People who didn't hear about what happened over the summer with Epstein being arrested and then an attempted suicide and then an actual successful suicide. Uh, they're wondering, people are asking, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Why didn't he? Is he dead? Like, what, what, what did he do? And you look that shit up and, and surprisingly, despite whatever censorship is out there, loads of podcasts, loads of YouTube channels, loads of websites are, are talking about this case. Maybe not all truthfully or all fully, but at least it's out there and it's still being talked about. Because it's the fucking closest thing to dropping the hammer on these motherfuckers. You missed the flash. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the closest that, that people have come to toppling this like fucking lizard people, satanic elite, you know? Now, allegedly, these people are taking kids and scaring them so much like with all this fucking clockwork orange shit and then like, you know, violently attacking and violently raping them. And the adrenaline that's put into their blood, they then drain the blood from the child and it's called adrenochrome and they drink it and it's supposed to be like a super, a super drug that makes you feel like amazing. This is, this is, what, they're, this is what they're saying is, is you know, the, the penchant of these people. Adrenochrome. If you've ever watched uh, Fear and Loading in Las Vegas, when he's in the he's in the hotel room and he's has a towel around his head, he's like, and then and then uh, Benicio del Toro turns into some weird like fucking werewolf thing or whatever, like that. That's what these people are into, you know. And you hear weird stories and stuff like Al Gore getting caught getting off a private plane and he had two glass bottles filled with blood that wasn't his, and they were taken by customs. And you're like, Al Gore. Drinking scared children's blood? I believe it. He told us lies about the climate. We were all supposed to be up to fucking here in water by now, Cornell Gore. Fuck him. But seriously, like, imagine. That's, that's what they say they're doing. Getting the kids, scaring them, putting, like, movies and being, like, flashing lights. And all. Ah, drink your blood. That's what you're doing, man. Can't corroborate it. It's in the ether. That's the thing that they say they're doing. But... People like Marina Abramovich, who is uh, part of this spirit cooking movement. If you've ever seen any of those videos. Have you ever seen any of those? Yeah? And she has like a little effigy of a child made out of straw. And then she covers it in menstrual blood and semen and like this weird like pancake batter. <laughs> and then she fucking paints a picture of Bosco on the wall and then does a piss. And then she's like, art. You're like, no, that's not, no. But the big, thing, the big thing that's breaking out now about this, and they're getting closer and closer, do you know, is Outlandy Pandy, right? So, and we talk about the escalation of this now in a second. But what's alleged is that this woman, Victoria Giroux, Giffrey, I, can't, I, can't, I don't know how to pronounce it, it's a fancy name, uh, is alleging that Prince Andrew had sex with her uh, on Jeffrey Epstein's Island when she was underage. And you see here pictured the three of them, Ghislaine Maxwell there in the background, smiling like a cat with a cream-flavored arsehole. And uh, <laughs> like she's done her job. She's this match.com right there for pedos. She's done that shit. And in the top right, you'll see Prince Andrew guiltily and swiftly closing the door on a woman who has arranged 
for a young girl. This is still from a video that was captured by a paparazzo of Jeffrey Epstein coming out of this door because this is the door of Jeffrey Epstein's apartment in New York. Jeffrey Epstein wearing a fur line coat coming out of the door, getting into a Range Rover and a young girl with no underwear, wearing just a t-shirt, see-through t-shirt, comes out of the Range Rover and goes into the door and then that other woman comes out and she's like, everything okay, yeah, you're all right, okay, all right, I want that, and just give me a ring, I want that. And then she goes and gets in the car with Epstein, they drive off and they leave Prince Andrew in the apartment. And that's a real video you can watch with your eyes. And nobody's, nobody's thought about it. It's like, what were you doing there, Andrew? <laughs> Fucking, what, what, what was it, a, a, a screen test for a new series of Budgie the Little Helicopter? What the fuck is this like? His wife made Budgie the Little Helicopter. Um, weird man. So Prince Andrew's getting busted and everyone's shitting themselves. And I just skipped to this one now because this woman here, Amy Robach from ABC News, She's an anchor with ABC that in a situation that was leaked by a whistleblower, she was on a hot mic, so it was between two segments of news. So they were playing like a VT. It was obviously something about, I don't know what the VT was before, what was playing when she was talking. It was a hot mic, the mic was left on, it was being recorded and it was put into the archive and someone from ABC leaked it to, the, uh, to Project Veritas. Uh, and... She basically says, I had this story three years ago. I had a, an interview uh, with uh, uh, Virginia Geoffrey. And she told me everything. I was ready to blow the whistle and all this shit. Like Prince Andrew was going down like this shit was out three years ago. And the heads of ABC said, squash that shit. Not talk about it. That's it. Not talk about it. The head of ABC. The head of ABC news division. ABC company owned by Disney, a Disney who have recently been caught with a load of their employees being massive pedophiles. Say shush on this, uh, Amy Robach, don't be talking about this shit. And this hot mic was leaked. So there have been people fired from ABC and MSNBC for potentially being the leaker. And they're like, why are you firing me? It's like, because you were the leak, weren't you? I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Well, you're still fired. Shut up. And then the whistleblower, who has not actually been actually identified, has started writing these public posts under the name uh, Ignotus, who's uh, apparently a character in Harry Potter lore. He was the guy that had the, you know, the invisible blanket. He was the guy that invented that and he wore it for you. So there's Harry Potter fans up there going, you're saying it wrong. Um, but it's, the, the metaphor is invisibility. It's like, you know, you can't see me, you don't know who I am. And they're writing this stuff saying, yeah, no, this is real. I'm still the whistleblower. The people you're firing are not the people. It was me. And all the ABC uh, employees are going under these super high pressure interviews. And they're basically just going like, fucking tell us who did it. And they're like, I know. The might of Disney's uh, legal team is squeezing these cunts and nobody is able to give any answers because only the one person knows. The president of ABC News by the name of James Goldston is the one who squashed the story. He's also very friendly with the royal family and regularly eats dinner with Prince Charles and 
Camilla and very friendly. So this story is basically out in Prince Andrew and the head of ABC News who's friends with the Royals went, no, you're not putting that out. Isn't that weird? It's odd. And then Disney had a load of their employees blatantly caught for doing nasty pedophile shit. Um, there was, this is a picture from uh, a press conference from Sheriff Grady Judd in, in Florida, who's basically saying, uh, I'm sorry, we didn't do more faster, but we've now caught these uh, pedophiles. There was uh, uh, 17 that ended up turning into 35 who were operating a ring in, in uh, Florida with hundreds of thousands of pictures and hours of video that was being not just distributed but manufactured by these men from kidnapping kids and forcing them to do stuff uh, ages three months and up. And a bunch of these dudes were like pretty prominent Disney employees. So Brian Kinney was arrested as part of these 17. Uh, he's been charged with 24 counts of child porn creation. And he, during his deposition, said that he's been addicted to child porn for 22 years. David, or Donald Durr Jr. was a janitor at the Florida Disney World Resort for 20 years. Just like, mm -mm -mm. like, <laughs> sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm a sucker for a little sailor boy outfit, huh? He's fucking working there. He's caught in this thing, man. He, 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 uh, uh, Donald Durr Jr. Got, got kids, like, used to scoop kids up and make them do poses and do the, do the fucking, land ahoy! Like, and they take pictures and videos and do that shit. And he worked for Disney. And guess what? Donald Durr hasn't been fired from Disney yet. He's only on unpaid leave even though he's been convicted of creating child porn. Disney were just like, oh yeah, he's a whole lot of holiday days to take. Just let him take them. It's pure assigned nightmare. Seriously, like they haven't even fired the cunt. Uh, a man called Brian Peck was pretty, pretty high profile. Uh, he was producer of Zack and Cody, the classic Disney Channel fair. Um, he was hired after he got out of prison for being a pedophile, hired by Disney to produce this TV show. And when the Roseanne thing, remember when Roseanne uh, was making fun of a woman who, I thought the bitch was white! Remember that stuff? <laughs> and she put up some tweets that got her <laughs> fired from her show. Brian Peck was the guy that fired her. He was like, I, that is, I, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. You made a tweet. It's like, dude, you spent eight years in jail for fucking kids and you got a job in Disney. It's like, yes, and you're fired. Like, <laughs> doesn't make no more fucking sense. Uh, there's loads of these types of, uh, my screen is acting the bollocks now. The FBI are in on it here now, CIA. Yeah, yeah. Telling them truths. Um, if you want to go on to Twitter, uh, at an open secret is a great account. Talks about all this stuff on the reg. Maybe I'm looking at it too much now that I'm looking at all your faces. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, and guess what else I found? And I found this thing, and I found this, and you're all like, uh-huh, yeah, this is a fucking night out. What the fuck are you talking about? This is heavy shit, like, right? But like, like that's, that's bananas. Um, I want to go back to this stuff. 
So this is, this is Epstein's, uh, picture of Epstein's temple that was on his island, right? Now, there was a, a YouTube channel that had uh, drone footage that was flying over the, over the temple. Um, there's apparently like communications and stuff, communications equipment hidden under this dome. Uh, it's on top of a hill, so there's a tunnel that goes down, and he was like bringing the kids along by a tunnel, or you go in here, there's an elevator door to go down. And then the FBI came in at the start of September and sweeped everything and there was nobody allowed and they were putting jammers and all that stuff so no one could have any cameras or phones. And then two guys from wearechange.org, I think is the name of the website, uh, got convinced a, a boatman in the Caribbean to drive up to the island. He's like, me no go there, man. Some bad shit happened there. He's like, I'll drive this up real close. No, me no go there, man. Me told you, man. We're not going there now. And then at the last minute, he's like, okay, we're close enough. Go on, jump in. And it's like, really? He's like, yeah, man, jambo. And the fucking, your man jumped out. He hadn't got shoes on or not. It was like, with two seconds to decide. You watch the video on YouTube, you can watch it. And he just jumped out with no shoes on. He's like fucking running through the island. There's like FBI lads with guns. And he's like in shorts and shoes and hope. Like, he's just like, oh, not on my feet. He's like running on rocks. Like. And they went up to this thing. And apparently now everything on it is just painted. There's no doors. There's no nothing on it. It's just all like painted to look 3D. And then when people are like, yeah, there's elevator doors, and there's a tunnel, and it's like, no, 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 it was all painted on. It's like, ah, yeah, you want us to think that. Very weird. I was also told that the set of Ellen is identical to the decor at Epstein's temple. Like, it's a fucking weird thing to have on your island. Statues of Moloch and Egyptian gods and stuff. And, and sir, Tony Rodham. Now, if they were to get rid of Epstein's body, I don't believe they did, but if they were to, wouldn't it be great to re replace it with Hillary Clinton's brother, who looks quite similar, similar enough, same height, pretty much same weight? Tony died just weeks before Epstein. Maybe they put him on ice and they kept him in the, kept him on the slab and swapped the bodies out when necessary. Because when Tony Rodham died, they didn't announce the type of death. They didn't announce what he died from. He was also, Tony was also the co-chairman of the Haiti Commission that was run by the Clinton Foundation that got millions and millions of dollars for the Haiti Relief Fund after the hurricane and then the Haiti never saw that money. He also was awarded 10,000 acres by the Haitian government that went into the probate of the Clinton Foundation after his death. So 10,000 acres of Haiti is owned by the Clintons. And uh, just before Tony died, former Arkansas State Senator Linda Collins Smith also died by a mysterious gunshot wound twice to the back of the head. And the two of them were at loggerheads over trying to expose Hillary Clinton's historic bad dealings in Arkansas, with Bill, obviously, as well. And uh, Linda Collins-Smith was just about to testify against the Clintons for Whitewater, you know, the Whitewater scandal. And uh, there was also a, a, an irregularity in the books of the Arkansas uh, Child Protective Services. There was tens, tens of millions of dollars missing while uh, Clintons were in charge of, of Arkansas politically. Like, that's, that's fucking crazy, man, to think that they could replace Jeffrey Epstein's body with Tony Rodham mere weeks before Epstein died. 
And to get rid of Tony would give a whole load of assets over to the Clintons, real nice and handy. And you'd be able to get rid of the body nice and easy. And then Epstein could flee. There's also the matter of Epstein's fortune that was left to a trust fund. And the trust fund, one of the major beneficiaries of it is Bill Clinton. So like all of Epstein's wealth basically has been transferred to the Clintons in the event of his death. So like, there's going to be a big six-hour, seven-hour episode on this shit. But I just, I wanted to give you the cliff notes because you might not get it till January or February and you're coming out tonight and you're supposed to see John Connors, but instead we just went down fucking pedophile lane here. And, uh, <laughs> it's, you know, it's a lot less jovial. Um, this guy is called Dr. Michael Baden. And uh, he, <laughs> he's, he's the, the coroner. He says that um, the DNA that was taken from the body that claims to be uh, Jeffrey Epstein is not Jeffrey Epstein. That the only way that his body was identified was Epstein's brother came in and went, yep, that's him. And they didn't take any samples. They didn't do, follow all the protocol that they're supposed to follow to prove that he's, he is who he is, to identify the body, all them toe tags and all that shit. They just had Epstein's brother come in and go, yep. And then that was that. And then all the money went into the trust fund that's in the control and uh, the control aspect of the Clintons. Like, it's not just about bringing kids to an island. This is the money. This is power. This is fucking empire. This is legacy. This is global control, you know. Um, so there's no DNA that positively identified Jeffrey Epstein's body. And this Michael Baden is the lad that's come out and done interviews and said that that is the case. Uh, we've already talked about Amy Robach. The Disney lads really fucked up my brain when I was making this up in the last two days. Um, even just a precursory look into this shit left me real, like, shook at how deep it goes in Disney. And overall, over the last 18 months, there have been 35 employees high up and low down in the Disney Corporation that have been arrested for child rape, the creation of child porn. Oh, we're gone to another slide now. Yeah, there he is. Uh, child rape, the creation of child porn, child molestation, and uh, the manufacture and dissemination of, of uh, indecent images. All by Disney employees, who were the head of ABC, who told Amy Robach to not put out anything about Prince Andrew or that pedophile ring. We're also looking at stuff like um, Johnny Gosh, uh, Paul Bonacci's uh, testimony, if you've ever watched that about the Johnny Gosh case, where he's basically like, yeah, they had these guys and I used to kidnap kids for this ring. You have Jimmy Savile, you have no end of this carry-on at the highest levels. And Disney, knowing that there's this stuff going on, has made a public statement and said, ah, yeah, but lads, it doesn't, it's not really that newsworthy because it's only 0.01% of our workforce has been caught for that. So it's not like <laughs> there's a load of, it's like, dude, one, one is too many. You know, you're you're the you're the creators of children's imaginations for fucking eighty years, and uh, now you want to be careful because some lad will fucking stick a broom up your arse if you're in Disney World, like <laughs> ruin your lovely sailor outfit. Like it's you can't get that fucking doesn't come out that shit. There's also a load of um, there's a lot of propaganda around Epstein, and they always tried to tie him to Trump. There was a lot of deflection that happened at the time. This is a picture that was put out all over the news. 
It was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Epstein's caught. Epstein's a pedo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about Trump? He's fucking grabbing by the pussy. Trump and Epstein, they're fucking bestie buds. To be honest, since the man started campaigning, I'm not a Trump fan. I get a lot of shit online. Oh, you're fucking all up. Mushroom dick. I, I am a critic of the media, and the media are absolutely full of lies about Trump and about all the stuff to do with um, his political agenda, his actions, his history. It's all propaganda because they don't like him because he's doing stuff that they don't like, like letting people out of jail and shit. So when Epstein came around, they found it was the perfect opportunity to smear and slander his name. Now, obviously, he's a fucking crazy bastard, like blowing, blowing coke up hookers' arses and all this kind of stuff. But like the stuff that they make up about him and have made up about him, like the Steele dossier, I don't know if you know about this, they had the heads of the FBI and the, the, the assistant to the deputy director of the FBI, Peter Strzok, and a bunch of other dudes made up this dossier. You'd, you'd know it by its better name, the Piss dossier, where he went to Russia and he went into a hotel room and went up and goes, I want the room where the Obama stayed. I'm going to get two hookers to piss on me while I'm lying on the bed. <laughs> like, that was the crack. That's what he wanted to do. That was the story. 100% made up, 100% false. And the, head of, like the, the director of the FBI ended up getting fired because of that. And there's still shit going on about that. They're doing impeachment hearings started today. Like, there's something rotten there. And this was a, a, a major part of it over the summer, that as soon as Epstein was in jail, he was caught rotten. They started trying to deflect it away from the Clintons and the obvious links and ties that Epstein had to all of these people. And they were just like, fucking stick that cunt to Trump and we'll take Trump down because of this association. This was the kind of propaganda that was put out on mainstream news, newspapers, websites that are all like highly regarded, The Atlantic, Vox, all this shit, Washington Post, New York Times. This picture, when it was quite obviously doctored, photoshopped, manufactured lies. So this picture on the left is taken in 1993 at the Harley-Davidson Cafe in New York. And the one on the right is taken at the Hotel QT in 2005. And some smart cunt decided to Photoshop one on top of the other. All the news people were so desperate to smother Trump and fuck him up that they took it and ran with it, didn't check. And then any retractions or redactions or, or apologies of like page 25, Nobody gives a fuck. Everyone has in their mind, Epstein, oh yeah, Trump. Trump, you know, they were in New York, and there's a, it's a misassociation. When in fact, he is absolutely intrinsically linked to the Clintons and to all of these other high-powerful uh, elites. And the people who talk about this shit, people who talk about this shit end up brown bread. So you see on the left here, Tracy Twyman, and on the right is Isaac Cappy, two people who spoke out about this thing. Tracy is a, a prominent pedo-gate and pizza-gate journalist and reporter, wrote loads of stuff, went on loads of podcasts. Deep shit. That would be the worst case of suicide anyone's ever seen. Isaac Cappy, celebrity, actor. He was in with the in crowd. Presumably, you know, doing the George Clooney leaving pictures of his dick around. And then it got too far, and they went, do you want in? And he's like, actually, no. And uh, that's all rotten, so I'm going to tell people. And then he fired himself off a bridge in Atlanta into oncoming traffic and got fucking splattered like jam across the road. Worst case suicide I've ever seen. And there's a half a dozen more. 
Uh, Jenny Moore is a, a prominent Pizzagate uh, researcher, also dead. Worst case suicide anyone's ever seen. Like, there's something going on here, man. Do you know? And they're not allowed to talk about it. You're not allowed to discuss it. If you talk about it on YouTube, they'll fucking switch you off. And it is, as the, uh, I've gone forward there now, as uh, in the 80s, there is a satanic panic. There is a, a moral outcry against this. There's a change in culture. People don't want this shit no more. People are asking questions and they're trying to associate people with people who they're not associated with. They're trying to deflect, they're trying to obfuscate this information. Um, I want to talk about, very quickly, uh, YouTube censorship. And YouTube at the moment, this week, have put out a statement to all creators and said that if, you, if we can't monetize your channel, you've become economically unviable to remain on our platform and we're just going to delete your channel. So that means that they've made, over the last 18 months, a set of terms and conditions towards the acceptability of their content. They have taken a dogma and written it and then if you don't adhere to that dogma, they're now going to demonetize you. So if you have some shit and you're talking about something that YouTube people don't want you to talk about, you get demonetized. Just let that sit and simmer, you know, season, leave it there, bubbling away for about six or eight months, and then come out with this brand new policy that says, if we can't monetize your channel, because of the stuff we don't like you talking about, <laughs> it means that you're getting video hosting on our platform for your millions of subscribers for free and it's costing us a load of money. And we don't want that anymore because you're costing us a load of money. They've been running at a loss. They've never made, YouTube have never made a profit, ever. They've been running at a loss for billions of dollars. Never made a profit. It's just the media arm of Google. Alphabet. So YouTube are like, you're financially inviolable to stay on our platform. We're going to delete your channels. Not only that, but they've started arbitrarily banning channels for super weird, like little glitchy reasons. And then when they're appealed, they're like, no, you're gone. Uh, Markiplier, I don't know if you know that guy, he's a, he's a game streamer and stuff, he's a big YouTuber, millions of followers. He was running this thing the other night where they were voting. And he's like, vote, put, put, put in the red flag if you want this choice and put in the green flag if you want this choice. And he had thousands of his followers, kids, young adults, thousands of them putting all these emojis in with a red flag or a green flag. And hundreds of accounts got banned for emo emote spamming, uh, spamming, emoji spamming. And then Markiplier went on and went, no, 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 rang his guy at YouTube. No, 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 no. I was doing a thing. Please don't ban those accounts. They're like, well, sorry. So their YouTube accounts, their Google accounts, everything gone. They're off the system. They're out of Google. Hundreds and hundreds of accounts for some weird thing. They started uh, appealing them and the appeals all came back saying, no, you're gone. There's a hundred, in the last year, well, in, in, like since the start of this year, 180,000 accounts have been deleted or disabled. So you can't see any of the videos from them. They've been put into this state, this kind of uh, uh, limbo state where you can't get any recommended videos, you can't make any content, you can't share, the share links don't work. Your video is technically on YouTube, but you're sent to like YouTube Connacht or whatever they say. You're like, <laughs> it's like, no. 
Um, you can't get no comments like your your video is useless. You can't embed it anywhere. Like unless they're able to phys like physically type out the URL into a browser, they can't. Nobody can see your video. But it means they're completing their side of the bargain by letting you be on YouTube, but no one can see your video. Now that shit is all done. They're deleting that shit now. Um, there is a massive amount of censorship going on in mainstream media, and now in this alternative media space, YouTube. Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You put up a picture, like a history, history picture, historical picture. I was, I, when I released the KKK episode, I wanted to promote it, I wanted people to see it, start talking about this shit, because it's like, it's real, it's there. Let's talk about it. I put up some histor actual historical pictures of dudes in KKK uniforms, in costumes, whatever you want to call them. And I was like, these are two lads from Kentucky he was taken in 1971. The lad on the right is wearing purple and he's like a fucking, whatever they call it, like a, a deviled egg bishop or I don't know what the fuck they call it, like a super hyper blue eyes white dragon or whatever they say. And Instagram were like, no, and you're banned for 20, 24 hours. And then I put up another one, right, right, no, don't be putting up actual pictures of stuff that actually happened and now you're banned for seven days and if you do it again, you're gone for 28 days. Just putting up an actual picture and in context underneath them, like this is a picture for the thing because we did this. It's not like, hey lads, look at this. How cool do these lads look? Yeah. Oh, it's so fucking bizarre. Like YouTube are really cracking down. So there's a potentially 500,000 channels to be axed over the next two to three months because of their commercial inviability. So we're talking about conservative, you know, not super hyper liberal uh, YouTube channels are being axed because they don't follow the rhetoric, they don't follow, <laughs> they don't follow the dogma, you know? This is what started it all. Oh, this is what started it all. We talked about this the last time. You seen this shit, Elsagate? So Elsagate started in 2017 where they had fucking Spider-Man and the Hulk doing a spit roast on Elsa from Frozen. And it was like deeply buried in, in like the kids' YouTube app, like right deep buried. So you'd be watching like, oh yeah, Spider-Man, swing through the, you know, cool. Elsa, let it go, yeah. It's like, why is the Joker and Batman sh shitting on a glass table <laughs> with Spider-Man wanking underneath it? This is weird. Like Peppa Pig doing abortions and fucking, yeah, man. It was a Paw Patrol just doing like a fucking, human centipede or whatever, like it was, those, that shit was on YouTube and it got found out. Everybody got demonetized. So this is like a two year plan to demonetize content that they don't like. And now it's come to a head that it's like, yeah. So uh, we demonetized you, like we demonetized everyone for this stuff a year ago, two years ago. A year ago we demonetized everybody who is, you know, talking hate speech. And now, because you're demonetized, we have to pay to host your videos, and you have millions of subscribers. So we're not, uh, we're not gonna host you anymore. Bye. Nobody knows if their, if their Gmail is gonna disappear. They could have businesses set up around your Google account. Is your whole Google account gone? Is just your, your ability to use your YouTube channel gone? Or is your whole YouTube channel like deleted? Like nobody knows. It's so vague and they write their own rules. But it means that, like this man said, what was your first name again? Uh, what? Tarlock, sorry. Jesus, that caught me by surprise. Uh, <laughs> I was in Lord of the Rings there for this. Like, What's your name? <laughs> 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 
Looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> what the fuck? Sorry, Tarlick. Woo! Uh, like Tarlick said earlier on, like when some shit happens, you fucking go on YouTube and you shake it out. But we all know the channels that you're looking at. We all know the ones, that, the channels that you look at for good shit. They're gonna be gone. Dust in the wind. Like if that's not 100% obvious censorship, Twitter got busted, Facebook got busted, lads were sitting in front of House Judiciary Committee meetings up in, up in Washington going like, what? Just because we like silenced a whole lot of conservative senators and they didn't tell them and then they put out like 400 tweets coming up to an election cycle but nobody got to see them because we were like, no, what? That shit happened. That's that thing of uh, Mark Zuckerberg going, no. <laughs> no, like, do you know? Like that shit is happening. Tell them all about it, the conspiracy guys. And then this, of course, the Russia hoax. This is the big, like this is, uh, as close as Epstein is to catching all the pedophiles, this, the Russia gate thing, the impeachment process is going on right now, is as close to catching and stopping this system of control as we've ever been. And I know the second half hasn't been jolly for the last. But like, to get in on this, I know, like I'm not very good with Irish politics, I'm not very good with that kind of stuff. I, I don't know a whole lot about it. You know, I read a few Tim Pat Coogan books when I was in secondary school and I smoked giants during double Irish or whatever, but like, I don't know a whole lot. I wish I knew more and I'm gonna try over the next while to learn more, to talk to people who are in it, like to give me information. The reason I'm so up on American stuff, first of all, and then a little bit of UK stuff and European stuff is because people are creating content that I can look at, that I can consume, uh, synthesize, and then discuss. But in Ireland, on Irish things, there's a very one-sided view. You're allowed to say one thing, you're not allowed to say the other thing. There's people on Twitter that are actively going out and silencing people, brigading people for having opinions that don't weigh in with their dogma, with their way of life. And Ireland being such a small country and having such a small online community, we don't have these massive YouTube creators that have like teams of people and they're fucking honking out like conspiracy videos at mad high quality, going out like, you see all of these uh, YouTube channels where they have like roving reporters on the streets at these protests and they're like interviewing everyone, going out news gathering. Ireland doesn't have that shit yet. It's very hard to collate all that information about Irish political history and come up with a kind of a, conspiracy theory-esque uh, bank of information. But I can do that about America, and that's why I focus on that American stuff. But this is the closest we've come now to cracking that nut. Hillary Clinton is shitting her fucking dirty knickers going on the Trevor Noah show, and Trevor Noah's like, so tell me, Hillary, <laughs> did you kill Jeffrey Epstein? And she's just like, <laughs> like, Bana like bananas reaction. And then she stops laughing and then Chelsea's like, <laughs> engage laugh mode. Like it's fucking, like it's crazy, man. What's going on? Do you know? She's, she's going like, I, 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 I'd, put, I'd bet me life that she's gonna throw in her hat for the presidential race in 2020, just out of fucking spite for the crack. But this stuff is going on now in America right now. There's an impeachment against Trump because they know that they don't have anyone strong enough to go up against them, and he will win the next election, and we'll be going on with four more years of Trump, and four more years of division, four more years of infighting, four more years of a diametrically opposed political worldview, because we think that the American politics doesn't, 
doesn't affect us. We're Irish and we're talking about Irish shit. But man, how many friends have ye, not lost, but drifted away from in the last three or four years because of fucking arguments over a half a bottle of Prosecco and somebody mentioned Donald Trump and is like, oh my God, Donnie, talk to me about him. <laughs> like how many, how many people here have felt, like fell out with somebody because you were having a political conversation and someone said, I don't believe that. You're like, what? Your entire, the fiber of your entire being has fucking changed for me now because I've, I, I've signed up for this dogmatic way of thinking and you're disagreeing with me, so I can't be friends with you anymore. I'm not talking to you no more. Unfriend, unfollow. How many people does that happen to? Lots? Yeah, a lot of the, the gang up the top right is like, fuck everyone. <laughs> I'm right, you're wrong. Up your arse. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're, America has a massive influence on us. Culturally, dialectically, politically. We're consuming American movies and American TV shows. We're taking in American political viewpoints because that's where that shit is created. And I know we have our own like indigenous culture and our own indigenous thinkers and the people who come up with stuff here, brilliant. We're the first ones to bring in uh, uh, same-sex marriage by referendum in the world, like well done us. But also, there's a fucking septic tank with 800 children in it and chew them, like it's fucking, you know. Don't, be, don't break your arm slapping yourself on the back there, Ireland. Do you know what I mean? Like, so all these things have to be taken into account. We're the closest now on a couple of different fronts to trying to figure out what's actually going on. And I don't think it's a satanic fucking blood drinking pedophile cult. I think it's a, a lot of bad people who want to have power and they're using a framework that's 150 years old, that's been built by people before them. And they just want to stay in power. They want to be able to drink like frightened children's blood because somebody told them that it'd get them higher than like the best cocaine that you can buy. Because they can afford that shit. Do you know? We're the closest ever. So in the next season, I'm gonna be talking about this shit. We're gonna be talking about a few little other esoteric bits, black cube of Saturn and maybe a bit more time travel stuff. But this is the focus for the next year. Um, to try and unravel these kind of things, look at it through a historical conspiracy lens, to try and tell the actual story and try and find the stuff online that's, that's hidden. I'm gonna be reading books, I'm gonna be talking to people, gonna be interviewing people that are actual journalists on the ground that haven't been thrown off a bridge or whatever yet. You know, I get them before that bridge moment. And uh, just, the signal is very bad! Like, <laughs> do you know? We ha we ha like you have to, there's a push on now to fucking shut all of us up, to take away all the material that we like to listen to, and to silence our opinions because they don't match whoever. Um, don't let it happen. Be loud. Say some shit. Write some shit. Make some shit. If you're thinking about making a podcast, and you're like, oh, I really like those conspiracy guys. God is a bit lazy. He's not putting out episodes. Uh, yeah. I probably, I probably probably like make a conspiracy podcast. Fucking do. Make a conspiracy podcast. And then after about six episodes, you can come on my show and we can you know, cross-pollinate. Like, do that shit. Make some stuff. Read stuff. Share. Don't be selfish with your knowledge. Reading stuff and then just not talking about it with anybody. How dare you? So that was a real heavy half. Felt a bit like mass. <laughs> but it's important stuff. Um, there's an episode coming up on that and uh, a really uh, 
I really hope we can have a, a, a full and frank discussion on it. I'll do live shows and uh, uh, stream them so you can come on and ask questions. But for now, you can ask your own questions. So be it about this, which I'm sure, uh, maybe we leave it alone. But if you have any questions or anything like that, we have a few minutes. If you just want to ask me a question, that's the end of my show. If you want to clap, that's, that's cool. Thanks very much. Got a bit. It's been heavy there. They were like, I, I, is he? I, it's, wow. Um, so have you got any questions? Do you have questions about this? Do you want to talk about that? Have you any thoughts about what I'm saying? Am I wrong? Am I right? Like, here, that, that lady up there, the furthest away person from the girl with the microphone. Terrible. Sorry, Moran. It's heavy, it's warm, isn't it? It's moist, clammy. It's close, very close. Oh, God, okay. Hello. Hi, yeah, how's it going? What's your uh, name? Uh, Lucia. Hi, Lucia. Hi, yeah, how's it going? I'm, I just, I was really surprised you brought up Tracy Twyman and Isaac Cappy because I've been, like, I'm only 23, but I've been following Red Ice Radio since yep. I was about 15, 16, going through the higher side charts of their journey. I can't believe that you brought those two up because they're, those two this year made me realize shit something's going on yeah because you'll see that well one that isaac happy video apparently that was filmed in the epstein towers and you see all these little girls yeah. in pageant outfits kind of cleaning this greek bath it was really freaky i meant to ask you about that what's your opinions on that video gorda I think, I, I think Isaac Cappy could be a key to a lot of stuff. And the fact that he was in Beyond the Veil, um, it gives up, and, beca and because he was handy with his mobile phone keeping it on the down low, there's, a, there's evidence there from him. His, his like goodbye video, man, talk about like nail biter, edge of your seat shit. He's lying on the ground and he has the camera like this. And he keeps on like mouthing these words and people are asking him questions. And he's just lying there and it's like an hour and 40 minutes long and people are asking him questions and when the question pops up he's just like like two blinks for yes and one blink for no he can't say you know he kind of sees shadows on the outside of it like isaac cappy is real important man i know he's only an actor and i know he's only uh you know a kind of a, a z-list guy he's like extra and such and such or he's a bit part in this film but her, him and uh, Tracy Twyman, who, who I heard through the higher side chats, and Greg was, at, like, Greg Carlwood was absolutely distraught when he found out she died. And what did you think about his friend Kyle being brought into it? Do you remember? I, he I, had to I, release I a video. Oh, yeah, it was like a dead man switch or something like that. No, but Craig... Tracy Twyman no, had a dead man switch, wasn't it? But Greg had to release a video on, because Tracy was saying that Craig's friend Kyle started saying that something on a computer like it sounded crazy as usual before someone dies you yeah know, and this come in tracy had a tracy had a dead man switch so she had a packet yeah, of stuff that she wanted to release and that was suppressed it was released on youtube yeah. it was also released on a bunch of others but it was suppressed and it's hard to find now um i don't know too much about off the top of my head uh my head is like a fucking burst couch right now yeah. trying to remember all the stuff but uh yeah super important um Sorry, I couldn't be more detailed in my answer. It was a pretty specific yeah. question. Mm. Uh, yeah, but really, really, really important. Isaac Happy. Thanks for that. Yes, sir. Hey, you're, uh, 
If Facebook are cunts and YouTube are cunts and Google are cunts, yeah. well, where can we go uh, in, instead of those three? Because yeah. whenever you try, especially especially if it's YouTube, yeah. uh, especially um, YouTube, when you try and find a video then, you can't find it anywhere else if it's not on YouTube. I mean, uh, Google is the same risk options for, for, for Google, but especially on YouTube, when you go to try and find a video somewhere else, it just, it, it just doesn't exist. YouTube is the only place to go, and um, unless you're looking at, like, we look at uh, Alex Jones, unless you go to his site, you, you aren't going to find it. And if it's not on YouTube, then it doesn't exist. So wh where can we go instead of those three sites? And now I know um, uh, Twitter was kind of an option for half a second, yeah, uh, but then for Alex Jones as well, they did then uh, uh, a fold. They did a fold. Yeah, so Alex was, if, was if the you, person. If you, can't, if, you, if you can't go to those three sites, where can we go? That's uh, non-partisan to get kind of. Well, there's nowhere non-partisan anymore, really. Um, video alternatives. I was using VidMe for a while, which is really good until uh, like a Google subsidiary bought it and subsequently shut it down. Uh, and then, you know, it's the curse of TCG, any fucking app that I, <laughs> that I adopt. And I was like, okay, everybody, let's get on the fucking whatever train. And then we'll, I'll do the video. Oh, it's, oh, it's closed down. Okay, shit. Uh, okay, new platform. So VidMe was really good. And you were able to do all these um, importations from YouTube. You just put in the YouTube URL. And VidMe would just suck the video off YouTube and put it up there. Really good service. Now what's happening is you have to have like a, 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 a kind of a decentralized... Um, a decentralized CDN for these things, right? So a lot of the decentralized apps, like Gab is a mix between uh, uh, Reddit and Twitter. Um, Minds.com is a mix between like Facebook and Tumblr. It has the same look and you can upload videos there, but they don't serve as well. The CDN isn't as, as hot. Um, BitChute is the video service that I use, and that's that's like using a torrent technology uh, to be able to deliver your videos. But what what's happened now is that we've all got so used to like clicking on a thing, having a majillion options, choices, and then we click on it, and it fucking immediately loads, and we're like, awesome, do you know? If you click on a video on BitChute and it takes like 15, 20 seconds to load up, you're like, what the fuck? This is bullshit service. It's like, dude, it's beaming fucking zeros and ones from space into a box of lightning in your hand. Relax for 20 seconds. Like, see you lads. Thanks for the questions. And uh, I think that BitChute is a really good video platform. I put myself up there. Uh, Vimeo had some like, um, content strikes on people but as long as you're paying for a pro a pro account on vimeo i think you can put whatever you want it's like non non-partisan as much as unless somebody starts reporting if you're putting up like fucking isis recruitment videos or something vimeo is like <laughs> on your way uh but if you just accidentally like wear a tea towel or whatever i think they'd be fairly sound about it <laughs> uh bit shoot is good for all the weird conspiracy stuff um a lot of the people that were kind of encouraged to leave YouTube, all moved over to BitChute, and it delivers by torrent. Now, the interface is not great, the search function is pretty poor, but it's a super small team. You have to remember, man, YouTube has like the multi billions and billions and billions of dollars of development, thousands of developers, like loads of market, loads of designers, like an immeasurable uh, uh, wealth of resources to run the site that it has. 
And like I said earlier on, it's running at a loss of millions of dollars. But it's just to be number one because it serves it faster. It has all the fucking people on it. Um, bit shoot for video. Mines, if you want to have like a blog type thing with articles, videos, pictures. And then Gab is like discussion. And then you have stuff like Dissenter, which is uh, like a, um, it's like a comment app that you use to comment on other websites. So you put it into your browser, and when you're looking at any website on the internet, you can hit the Dissenter button, and it puts a little a bar, a tab down the side of your browser, and anybody from anywhere that was looking at that website can leave a comment. So when you go onto a website, you can see what other people said about it. That's really cool. That's like uh, a like a like a comment overlay on top of any website on the internet. So Dissenter is a really good one. Um, I think that YouTube is, is going to fucking run into the ground pretty soon. A lot of people are leaving. They're, they're killing a lot of channels, like really popular channels. And when that shit comes down in February, March this year, you'll see, you'll see a massive uptake in these other apps like BitChute and stuff like that. Does that answer your question? Cool, man. There's dark hands in the background. I can see them against the lights at the bar. Are you waving or are you asking for questions? Cool, cool. We go for another like... Uh, until quarter to, so we have about seven minutes. I'm not going to make my answer so convoluted. And then we can do like slap hands, selfies, and you guys can all get your buses. Hi, hi, yes, hi. how are you doing? Good, good, thanks. Johnny is, is my name. So we've talked a bit about institutionalized kind of censorship and what we can do. You've given some other examples of places you can go. What are your thoughts on the trend towards the, I suppose, the general, general population switching to a a view where they would rather censorship than offensive content being posted. I mean, I saw I saw a thing. There was a a poll done in a college. I can't I can't remember exactly where, or it was in the U.S. It was last week. And more people were in favor of censorship rather than the possibility that they will have content posted that is offensive to them. So we can we can kind of circumvent the institutionalized censorship by going to different sites. But how, what, what do you think we can do about the trend towards this mentality in, in general people? Tell people to cop the fuck on and shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Basically. There's a, lot of people, there's a lot of people need to grow up when it comes to like thoughts and, and ideas, when yeah, you're sharing it, discussion and dialectic. There's a lot, uh, uh, you know, I, I promised, like I made a New Year's resolution that I wouldn't say cultural Marxism all the time. And I'm doing pretty well. Is, but is, like, there is, a, there is a system there that is encouraging people through social media clout Absolutely. and through, you know, virtuous badges of honor on social media to stick up for people that don't have a voice or to be offended on other people's behalf. Fucking take care of your own business, man. If you're fat and someone calls you a fat cunt, hit him, hit him a clip. I completely agree. But so if you're, if you're trend, making though, fun right? of Tessa Fowler or whatever, <laughs> it's just like, so what? She eats loads of cake. Like, let her off. So you don't have to fucking get your knickers in the knot because someone called her fat. Because, like, unless we don't have eyes, when we look at her, she is actually ginormous. Sorry. <laughs> She's fucking huge. And, and we're not allowed to say that? Fuck off. I think what you're asking is, how can we stop? The movement of that thing is just to, to keep pushing back against it and not capitulate and not go, oh, yeah, you're right, I'm really sorry. Saying sorry is fucking blood in the water, man. If you're apologizing for some shit that you, don't, you truly believe you don't need to apologize for, but in order to maintain your online integrity or whatever, 
you have to say sorry. Look what they did to fucking Kevin Hart. Look what they did to Kevin Hart. They fucking got him fucked out of the Oscars for an 11-year-old tweet that wasn't even intentionally homophobic. It was a bad joke. But they, he, he wasn't allowed to, to present the Oscars. And then he fucking nearly broke his spine in a car crash like five months later. Do you know? Um, I think that we all have to like say what we mean and mean what we say and be honest about our intentions. Uh, there's people that are out there on that side that are getting kudos. They're getting jobs in media companies. They're getting journalist jobs. They're getting, they're getting into positions of power where they can let their ideologies filter down into the people below them. And it's making everybody else think, and especially young people, because I know other young people, but like young people actually don't know any different because they haven't been around as long as us. So if they're coming into this thing, they just got hair on their nuts and they're like, hey, what's going on around here? I just got some hair on my nuts and uh, once I wanted to touch the end of my, uh, my dick for a while. And then they're like, oh yeah, no, okay, yeah, okay, cool. All right, we're not allowed to say that, all right. Like they don't know what you're, not, what you're, what you're able to and not able to do. We're, te we're telling them that shit, like. We're letting them know these are the rules for life. And if the news is saying it, social media is saying it, we're all like not fighting hard against it. And the loudest people are the people who are saying like, and don't say this and don't say this and don't say this. Obviously they're gonna grow up and go, yeah, well you can't say that, obviously. Don't get me wrong, calling somebody like faggot or whatever online. Yeah, if, it's, if you're saying it from a bad place, N words, calling people retards. I got kicked off of Twitter for seven days for calling someone a retard. In fairness, they were acting like a fucking retard, right? <laughs> but you're not allowed to say that. If you're using those platforms, you have to abide by those rules, cool. But that doesn't mean that they fucking get to run your head when you're not on the app. You have your own head, you have your own thoughts. And what it's doing is trying to condition you into a way of thinking so that you behave in real life as you, as you would to abide by the terms and conditions of these apps, which a lot of people spend their time in. And I've said this on shows before in Simulation Theory episode, that a lot of us here, maybe some of the older folks, not so much because they haven't grown up with it. I'm like an ex-ennial. I had a, an analog childhood and a digital adulthood. I'm very much like embedded in this digital world. And if you're under 30, you're absolutely ubiquitously buried in this. Everything you have, everything you've ever done, all those dodgy emo fucking haircuts and the black and white sleeves on the thing and fucking My Chemical Romance album covers on your MySpace, Bebo pages, like that shit is all out there forever, sorry. <laughs> you know, some cunts will put it up at your fucking engagement party. Like that's out there. Not everybody has to live their real life as they do online, but more and more as we go along, we have a personality that lives online separate from ourselves, outside of ourselves, that exists 24 hours a day. It's never asleep. It's always up for criticism. It's always up for attack. Should you be pushing against the status quo? Your email address never closes its doors. Your Twitter account never switches off, unless you call someone a retard. You're quit, you know? <laughs> it's always there for people to go in and look back and fucking pick apart, oh, what do we mean by this now? And if you get to a certain point where people are like, oh, he's making a few bob and I'm not making a few bob and I want to make, fuck this guy. Hey, does anyone ever see this thing? Shablam! And then it's out in the thing and you're, you're on the Late Late Show saying sorry to Ryan Tuberty and the rest of Ireland. I'm really sorry, I didn't mean. Like, it's bullshit carry on. But it's only a power move. In order to control and be in control, 
they get to set the rules and terms with which the rest of us can think. And then they enforce that, whether they believe it or not, and I don't think a lot of them do. Like, how can you really passionately get offended for something that somebody else called someone else? How can you really, like, on that, you know what I mean? If you're, you'll be friends with a black dude for your whole life, and someone will come up and be like, you know, whatever, I'm banging the N-word out. I don't mean you feel bad for him. You know, oh, sorry, buddy. Oh, shit, come on, we go somewhere else. Like, you can't actually feel what it's like, but you get just as angry. You'll take the same actions. Probably, if you're one of those virtue signalers, you you take more of a of an action than the guy himself. So he's like, it's, it's grand, man. Relax, like he's just dickheads. There's a lot of virtue signalers. A lot of, and because people are rewarding those people. They're getting on the front pages of papers. They're getting like, this, you know, everyone wants to be that fucking whistleblower. They want to take down the biggest dude. It's like, yeah, I fucking, I got, I got, I, you know, I got Jen O'Doherty fucking banned off Twitter for seven days. Like, whoop de fucking do. Like, do you know? You have to push back. You have to say how you feel. Say what you mean, mean what you say. And don't be afraid to not say anything. And it's very easy for me to say that because my show is a fucking conspiracy show and I just did two hours on pedophiles. Like it's, <laughs> it's totally different if you work in a bank and you're just at lunchtime going, so come here, do you know that there's nine and they're fucking kids and looking up their arses like a telescope? Like, it's a fucking HR issue, man. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to do that. But don't, don't let them, don't, like, you have to you put the tie on and you have to do your do. But don't let them, don't let them fucking drive up here either, like. One second, Tony, I get you a microphone. Does that answer your question? All right. Can we get a microphone for Tony, please? Oh, sorry, yeah, go on, yeah. Sorry, Tony. Thanks. Uh, sorry, in regards to what you were saying about censorship online, in regards to people being shut down about specific ideas, right? Yeah. Um, I wanted to know how you felt about particular things like uh, GDPR and Article 13 in terms of censoring people's ways of viewing things online and also in regards to the massive move away from things like Facebook and Twitter in regards to um, like almost third party um, uh, websites like uh, Minds and yeah. uh, things like that. Oh, I see I, people putting on jackets to leave and stuff like that. I'll be real quick. <laughs> And then we're going to go to Tony. Yeah, no, I'm going to be quick. I just want, you want to, you want to bring that to microphone to Tony? I'll answer that question in the middle of the meantime. Thanks very much for coming, folks. Cool. I appreciate it. So Article 13 and Article 11, also known as the link tax and the uh, copyright, uh, uh, the European copyright um, correct di directive. So basically, you can't share anything without giving, getting permission from the original creator. So if you put a fucking thing on your website and you don't... Uh, ask them for permission, they can just take down the page. It's like in YouTube when you have like 10 seconds of a song and then Universal Media Group comes along and goes, okay, we're claiming that whole video because you used 10 seconds of our song. You're like, what the fuck? So you write a big article and then you put in a quote from somebody else's article, some other journalist. They're going, well, that's my intellectual property. The rules are that they can copyright you up to two words. So if you have two words that are side by side similar, they can go, that's copyright from my original content. The link tax is going to have uh, people paying because what they don't want is independent media. It's a, it's a firewall against mainstream media like uh, newspapers that are shit in the bed, radio stations that are dying, and having their material being used by independent creators, bloggers, and stuff like that. So they don't want somebody out doing all the footwork 
getting doing all the hard graft, doing the journalism, and then having some blogger in their jocks like take the stuff and go, yeah, it was said today that blah, 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 and you can check that out here. And it's just like, that's how the internet works. But they're going, no, 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 we're not making any money off that, so we have to stop all that shit. I think it is to silence certain people or to be able to uh, curtail the use of that information, especially images. Um, Conspiracy-wise, I don't know if it's about like suppression of ideas, but it's definitely trying to rein in independent media, podcasts, bloggers, YouTube channel or video channels. They don't like us. They don't want us. People are moving away from mainstream and they're going to independently created media for a reason because the mainstream is bullshit and we're all starting to really see that now. There's stuff like Project Veritas catching CNN and, uh, you know, bullshit lies, obvious, provable bullshit lies on camera, on tape, lamped. So I think it's the last, it's the pushback. And the European Union, man, to make, make, make up my mind about that shit, like, but the European Union are fucking flexing way too hard, making all these like snaky Brussels fucking midnight legislations and shit. I don't know. I, I, I comment on that again for, I talked about that at this year, at last year's show, that Article 13, I did a whole big thing about it. But for those of you who don't know, go look up Article 13, it's already in. They're not enforcing it yet properly, but like, pretty fucked. Does Tony have a microphone? Sorry. And this will be the last question and we let you all go home because it's getting late and uh, buses are going and rain is coming. And I thought there was a, just over here. Thank you. Try to hand up Tony so she knows where you're going. Um, there, was a yellow, there was a yellow storm warning today in the country. People are driving in the snow being like, this fucking better be worth it. And then they're rocking, it's all Epstein. They're like, fuck. Tony. I was just wondering, Gordon, do you think we're, you were talking about the, the liberal agenda and, and the outrage mob, do you think it's starting to swing back now? Like we're seeing yeah. stand-ups and like say on, on YouTube, like Dave Chappelle for a yeah. start and like, like when you look at Rotten Tomatoes, the, the critic score versus the, the public score. But then you have say Ben Shapiro on the right, Jimmy Dore on the left and then Tim Pool Central. Yeah. They're going strength to strength while in the meantime Vox and Voice and Deadspin and all these uh, are, are firing people in their hundreds. 50,000 have been laid off this year so far. And it seems that people are, okay, somebody's standing up, so let's go back here now. You know, let's, let's, the pendulum is starting to swing back the other way. I think, and, and you, the same could be said about like Trump's election in 2016. I don't want to lump you all in as Trump supporters by putting this nomenclature on you. But like, we're a silent majority. It has a dirty smell now because of the election, but we are a silent majority. There's a lot of people in this room, professional people that have lives and relationships and friends and jobs and online presences. Some of you might be creators, some of you might be just like working a job or have a career or you're in college and you have a community of people that you have to show up to. And like I said, you have your online persona and then your real life talk, you know? The shit you'd say at a bar, you'd never say that on Twitter. The shit you'd say at a house party, you'd never put on Facebook. I think people are pushing back against that because it's now showing itself to be so ubiquitous and so controlling and so forceful and aggressive and unforgiving. You can't say sorry and get away with it and put the shit back into the horse anymore. Now when you do something, it's out and you're fucked forever, amen. Like, that's not on. That's not the way the world should work. But this mob justice, the social justice, is pushing people into a place where they feel that they can't even think anymore. They're afraid to go like, hey man, what do you think about this thing? I think this. 
because they don't know that this cunt is a fucking sleeper agent that's sitting behind you in a cinema, live tweeting your conversation and getting you fired from your job by the time the movie is over. That happened. Do you know, to a, to a, uh, like a, a, a famous journalist or a, like a well-known journalist, she was like, oh my God, and this and this, and some cunt is sitting behind you fucking typing in all your gossip. You'll never believe what she said about this one on Twitter. It's like the 50s in America where everybody's fucking ratting on each other for being a red communist. Did you hear, did you hear Bob is a communist? Oh my God. Let's not give him a job. Let's not trust him with anything. Let's not say, like we watch him like a hawk. If he's fucking meeting with lads in long coats, we lamp, we call the FBI. Like it's, it's cold war mentality right now. And people are fed up with it. They don't want to live uncomfortably. So they're pushing back and they're voting with their feet. They're not watching the TV. They're not listening to the mainstream, like, terrestrial radio. They're trying to move away. Like, how many people, let, let, let's say, like, how many people would consider themselves off Facebook? Don't use it anymore, haven't used it in months or weeks. Yeah. Facebook is dead, like, it's dying. But they're still showing to the shareholders, like, we have a billion accounts. It's like, yeah, but three quarters of them don't fucking use it on a day-to-day -day basis. People are voting with their feet. Like this lady, she's like, I've had enough. I'm out. <laughs> See you, thanks a million. Vote with your feet, make yourself heard. If we don't do it, they'll just keep going because they'll feel unopposed. And if any of you ever watch any stuff like Fleckus Talks or Millennial Millie or any of these ones that go out and talk to people at, <laughs> talk to people at these rallies and protests, they're fucking brain dead, man. They're brain dead NPC robots that haven't got any cogent thought, cannot engage in a dialectic, repeat a script, and then when challenged, they have some fucking fascist arbiter of speech come over with the head of her, side of her head shaved like Neve Algar in The Virtues and fucking loads of like beads and tattoos and black things going over going, she's the fascist, don't talk to her, get out of my face. Like stopping people at the protest being filmed talking to somebody who's trying to get some information. Like it's actual, the definition of fascism is re restricting speech. So. People are fed up with it. They're pushing back, they're voting with their feet. And I think that liberal agenda needs to fuck off. Because it's not working. In the long run, it's not going to work. It's a method of control. Everybody deserves human parentheses. Everybody deserves human rights. You know, uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not like, about any bigotry. I'm not about anybody being like saying derogatory terms to people. Like, it's not about that. But the rest of it is, that, that is being used to control the rest of it and it's out of order. So vote with your feet, get onto these different apps, get away from the mainstream, question people when they start spouting off that shit. Even if you have to be like, and I'm saying this shit, I'm saying that shit, and I'm leaving this party, peace, and you're out. Like, maybe hanging around with those people that are toxic, that are not, they're, they're not in your fucking mindset. A lot of people hang around with people from college or they hang around with people from work because they're your, they're your mates. I'm not saying break up with your mates. I'm saying, let's not hang around with them cunts so much. If all they're saying is old cod shite and you have to keep your mouth shut and you feel uncomfortable in the presence of people that are all like, so yeah, I mean, uh, if he wants to be a girl, just give him the hormones. And you're like, oh, I wanna get out of here. Like, you don't have to stay there. You don't have to be friends with those people if you don't want to. You don't have to be on Twitter. You don't have to engage with those people, do you know? One thing I, I, before I go, there's a thing called Gowl Blocker. Have you heard of this? <laughs> called Gowl Blocker. And it's one of these block, block together programs 
and loads of people subscribe to it, and then these people who run it block people on Twitter for you. They choose who you shouldn't see. So you're like, come here, I couldn't be bothered blocking, I think it's up to like 45,000 people. There's 45,000 assholes on Twitter now, and I don't, couldn't be bothered me whole uh, blocking them all, so will you just do it for me? Yeah, and then they're, they're cutting Twitter in half especially in Ireland, and there's loads of people on the left that will never see any oppositional thought on Twitter because they're subscribed to Gowl Blocker. They'll never, so they're going walking around going, I am so right all the time. They've literally like blinded themselves in one eye. It's fantastic and ridiculous. Like, I can't believe it. And then all these other people are like, yeah, well, we're just going to continue on on Twitter and loads of other people are going to see us. So the liberal agenda is so uh, tightly controlled that they're going, it's so small and it's going to end up getting smaller and smaller, but they were small with a big voice because they were the heads of Vox and Vice and all of these things. They were the journalists that everyone was reading and now they're getting fired because it's not financially viable. So you get woke, you go broke. <laughs> and it's happening, it's happening. So use your minds, use your words, say what you feel, mean what you say, that's the end of the show. Thanks very much for listening. And, uh, you can get home and get your, get home and get your buses. Thanks very much, boss. Cheers. Now that's one for to talk about the Christmas dinner. Uh,